You know, man, I was talking to uh, I got this female friend, uh, mm. and she's just like addicted to porn, dude. Like oh. she just can't stop talking about porn, what kind of porn she's into, how much nice. porn she watches throughout the day. But uh, she brought like, up to stop me stop that... talking to your mom, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! It's right there, dude. Right there. <laughs> anyway, moving like, on. I, should, I shouldn't even like continue this joke. You, yes. I think your joke was much better than where I'm taking this. <laughs> anyway, she just anyway. happened to mention to me that like yes. her favorite porn is Russian porn. Uh, that that intrigued me because nobody ever brings up Russian porn. And you know, I asked her like, why? Why, well, why is that? And she goes, Oh, it make it gets me Soviet. Soviet gets me Soviet. <laughs> Whoa, <I'm> confused. <laughs> you don't get so wet. I don't get it. So, oh, you're wet. saying so wet okay. in a in a Russian accent. So wet. You get it. Soviet. Adam. Yes. Adam. Adam. <laughs> Adam. Soviet. <laughs> I don't know. If you watch those those Russian porns, they're they're weird. There's too much hair and un, un, unsnipped penises and I don't know. You mean the way the penis is supposed to look? <laughs> it still freaks me out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Natural penises freak Adam out. What is yeah. this? I mean, that's like one of the weirdest things in the world to have to watch the girl peel back the foreskin before she goes for it. I'm just like, mm. I know that there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's still bizarre, right? It's nothing wrong with it, but for, but for Adam, there's everything wrong with it. It doesn't it make does me not... Soviet. I was going to say that. Oh, you yeah. son of a bitch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Welcome to the show, everybody. For this week's Skinny with Mike and Adam, we are yes. stuck indoors still we are not going to be braving the outdoors or one another because because numbers are back idiots we're back up baby i know i said it like two weeks ago that this was going to happen and here we are you know 500 400 new cases a day baby we are this county is just blowing up so i uh, believe i saw that like the the for the cdc riverside county is on their like watch list yes so like (laughs) yeah awesome you fucking idiots did that and my mom in Vegas is sending me text messages like, are, are you guys okay out there? <laughs> she <laughs> just, just checking in to see you're... if everyone at your house is okay. <laughs> she, she just, she just assumes that you're one of the assholes out there, like right. coughing on one another. And... Right. Well, it's, it's just like, you know, when there's, when there's a fire and then like a family member in another state is like, are, are you guys okay? I heard that there's fires in California. Like, oh yeah. California is like, so small. <laughs> they're 70 miles away, but we're, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to just assume it's the same thing. Like coronavirus is about 70 miles away on the east end of Riverside. <laughs> on <laughs> where, that part of California, yes. right? <laughs> like where all the prisons are. Like it's all this, the prison numbers that they're mm, factoring into this right now. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. And if only we just stopped testing then we wouldn't yeah. have such high numbers. I think that's a great idea, Mike. I mean, mm. we should, like, if we just stopped completely, we can move on with our lives, get back to coughing on each other, and everybody will be fine. You know, we should apply that, we should apply that knowledge to other things in life. Like, if we just stopped filming police, police brutality, mm. there wouldn't be so many w- cases of police brutality. It would finally stop. It would finally stop if we just stopped filming it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, uh, might, it might happen someday but at least for today for tonight in oklahoma oh man i mean i'm 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 i'm, I'm, I'm just wondering what's gonna happen you it's got your signs i well yeah i got my sign <laughs> and i'll just like i'm just gonna face east and hold it up on, on top of my roof <laughs> there you like, go <laughs> four more years 
Oh no, <laughs> not that sign, Adam. Oh, I mean, I mean, no more years. I don't know. I just <laughs> my, one of my neighbors. I was walking past his house, and I saw in his garage, and like taking up the entire back wall of his garage was this enormous Trump twenty twenty flag, and I was oh. like, wow, he that guy just doesn't does does he get it or is does he not get it i'm i'm just confused because man he owned those libs so hard with that flag <laughs> it's, it's almost as if he's not mentally retarded <laughs> <laughs> well on a lighter a cult, note mike and a cult member yes lighter on, notes lighter notes it's happened you know i think every father of daughters like dreads this day as they're like you know, learning more and more about like the media that's going to be exposed to their children as they get older. Uh oh! It finally happened. Nora. Oh no! She, she discovered the the Descendants movies. Oh no! I've, All I've, three I've, of them. Well, so far she's only stuck on 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 number three. So, okay. But what's wrong about that <laughs> is like that's the one where Dove Cameron is actually an adult. Yes. So. <laughs> adult woman dove cameron playing Mm -hmm. maleficent's daughter yes and the descendants movies and the chick that plays the evie the sophia carson she's even she's even older than dove cameron and oh my god she's like a grandmother in in Uh, sentence three i think so like you're like sitting there you're just trying to support your 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 growing daughter and your daughter's new fandom transitioning away from cartoons into slightly more realistic show wait no dude let's let's be real here the those descendants movies are cartoons <laughs> let's be I've, real here i've only seen it in pieces but dear god is it is it playing often and i said it like is. do we do we need to watch the first two to understand the third <laughs> one but I, I don't i don't think so i think i think right. I, get it. <laughs> I think you understand the plot now yeah they only so, just repeat the plot constantly throughout the entire <laughs> runtime and she has a whole thing with hades being her dad and they do a whole song together and like nora's just like come on dad you got to sing his part and I'm like oh god it's happening and hades is a lot cooler than me so <laughs> hades is pretty cool <laughs> I, well I, I think it's part two where um there's a pirate guy I don't think he's in part three because my daughter watched part three once and she mm-hmm. and she decided like yeah okay I'm done, I'm I'm over this now <laughs> I'm I'm, old, I'm too old for this shit <laughs> I'm too old for this yeah because oh, she's like, like I'm like, getting I'm getting aroused by this now because <laughs> <laughs> like uh like your daughter like she when she discovered Descendants one and two like she was all over it and she like watched the movies again and again she memorized the songs okay. and she was like she, like I think even like for part two she like memorized one of the dances so she was doing oh, one of the dance dance numbers nice. so it was pretty adorable and stuff like oh. that but i think part two is the one where like the antagonist is like this really cool but like sexy pirate mm. i don't i think he, oh yeah he's supposed to be like hook son hook's son okay yeah because there is a, a kid in the third one who's carrying around a hook but i have no idea that's who him he is. I, yeah does oh. he have like guy like does he have a guy well, he, he doesn't really have any speaking parts in the third right because so. his 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 plot's over and done with oh they okay. just kind of i guess they just kind of brought him back because you know okay hey, he lives here now right so that was just like like it's 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 messing with my head a little bit these last few days <laughs> but because she had been watching like was it aurora's daughter like she wants to be the evil queen and mm, and, and so yes. there's like this whole song that she does and Nora's been watching that like on repeat on YouTube over and over again. And then she finally turned on the real movie and she's like already almost memorized all the dance parts. <laughs> 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 Which... 
So you, so you, your daughter has a new babysitter. I hear it, it's called Your Descendants Three. <laughs> well, then you're like watching it, and like the Corella Deville's kid is like the one who died last year. Like yeah, the actor died. You're just like voice. Cameron, yeah. <laughs> I had to look him up. I was like, I think I heard about this guy dying. And like, oh yeah, he he did die. Yeah. I didn't know he was like such a prominent character. <laughs> oh yeah, he's one of the main characters. Holy, holy shit, shit got real. I guess there's not going to be a fourth one because they they didn't kill. They didn't kill off the character. Yeah. That'd be dark. <laughs> Send him to the puppy mill. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, I don't think kids have that much of a, of a, of an investment. attachment investment to the actors playing these characters. So as long as the characters are still around, I oh, guess they man. could, I mean, if they wanted to do a fourth one, if Dove, right. if Dove Cameron can get out of the nursing home, uh, by the time they get to the, thir- the fourth one, cause she's so old now. 24 years old oh so gross get her out of here i mean like if they can get her out of the old folks home and make a fourth one they Mm -hmm. i'm sure they could just recast there's another there's plenty of ethnically ambiguous pretty boys out there that could play that part (laughs) ethnically ambiguous pretty boys man she is so pretty though (laughs) she's 24 jesus christ she is 24 yeah when she was two weeks old was when I got caught shoplifting chewing tobacco from Savon. That's wow. that's adorable, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, you were you were probably her age at that time when she did Descendants one. <laughs> <laughs> probably, who's been more successful in life? I don't know. We don't need to like compare apples to oranges here, but it's it's I mean, okay. You've you've probably <laughs> saved more lives than she has. She's just kind of danced and sung, you know. That's possible. It's very yeah. possible. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, how's so your week? That's where been my besides... world. Yeah, besides being like you know sexually confused, hey, I one more week where I, I haven't murdered anybody, I haven't um, raped that sounds anybody, like a successful week, and I haven't done I'm zero crimes committed. So I mean, I'm I'm living I'm living my best life. I don't know about yeah, you. Yeah, there you but go. That's what I'm doing because that's all I can control in this crazy, messed up, shitty world. Mm, true, true, true. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, things are things are fine. This past week was my was my bride to be's birthday, so we had to yes. spend some time with her. She didn't want to do much, but uh, you know, she had to spend some time with her best friend on her day playing Animal okay. Crossing. They had a little Glad. party in Animal Crossing, which was really oh. cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's adorable. With her best, uh, with her, with her friend and her best friend, so that was really really cute. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I mean. It's, kind of a slow week really not not really not really now, much to catch up on can we announce our fans news that we absolutely not week? damn no. it why do we never get to announce these things on the show because it's not our it's not our announcement to make i <laughs> had so many things i want to say about this but now i guess i'll just have to stay quiet and sit on well, it. okay now you can say it but we can't say who it is how about that somebody is somebody is pregnant one of our fans we'll just put it that way yeah there you go one of our <laughs> listeners is pregnant that's a good area so congratulations and i'm just to that i'm, list, to that I'm convinced every you know every single person we have come in contact with through music has had a girl everybody that's has true. had girls and but this because time we're trying to start like a josie and the pussycats puss, uh, um, uh, cover band yes pussy band yes pussy band <laughs> pussy riot <laughs> this time i'm feeling we're gonna finally break that Mm. for once in our gd lives over the last 12 years you were the first one to have a kid out of all these people but the rest of us all caught up to you and everybody has had freaking girls that's true brandon had girls not not from the podcast um but our old friend brandon um brendan you mean brendan yes oh okay Uh, did you say girls plural 
He has a girl. Sorry. Oh, okay. I didn't know he had. <laughs> a girl. I, I didn't know if he had another one or something. No. It's been so bug, long since I talked to bug, that right wing dude. <laughs> bug and me had two girls each. You yes. already had the girl. Well, and... he Bug also had a son. His firstborn was a son. Oh, but we don't yeah. talk about him. No, because because he didn't make it. This tragedy. is the problem. Yeah, this is the problem with happened. boys in this circle. Yeah, I mean... tragedy will befall them if they if they are born. <laughs> <laughs> so for for your for your killed, this is a horrible joke. For your, for your children's sake, please hope that they are girls so so that they may live. <laughs> they can live and be happy and healthy. But I yes. think this time this we're, we're going to break this cycle here. We can mm. do it. And, you know, don't forget Dave also has had two girls That's just true. In, in the time that we've known him. In the time that he is birth children. Yes, he is. I know. He's had girls. So it needs to stop. This is this is ridiculous. <laughs> Everyone. This... Who, you're absolutely right. Everyone who comes in contact with us has girls. Through music, not through like other things. But if if, if it's musical related, we need to, no, we need to true, break yeah. this, this cycle because there's just we're getting outnumbered here. And so I'm if scared. You're, so what I'm you're so saying scared is right now. if if you're if you're listening to this dear listener or if you've known us personally and you want a boy in the future, stop listening to the show. I, I think that's what it denounce, has to be. Denounce your relationship with us yes. and and delete all your podcasts, delete all of your t-shirts and signs <laughs> and caps that you have that are all skinny memorable memorabilia and just say you never listen to us ever again and then you'll have a boy. They've already like determined that estrogen flows through the airwaves and oh, into, po- into yeah. podcasts and into eardrums. We and are single-handedly bringing up the female population in this world exactly. through our show. See, exactly. we, we're, we're making a difference in the world, I think. I mean, that's like that holds something weird about the fact that we struggled to get girlfriends for so long, yet we've created... <laughs> We've created so many women. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we I don't know what saving that means, but... all that female energy. <laughs> so we finally created women who would love us. You know? <laughs> Not like. <laughs> I think that's that's all it was. That's like we we put that out in the universe. And we're like, well, finally. And this woman won't ever break my heart. <laughs> and now I can't get these women off of my legs, so I can go record my podcast. I've at least got these women. <laughs> locked down for at least 18 years <laughs> at least yes it's, it's just it's a bizarre way of looking at the world but what have, we, just, what have we done i i just i either we need to snip snip everybody who listens to this podcast or i don't know we need to break the cycle so congratulations to our to our uh to, to listener of the show on your new girl I know you just found out, but it is a girl. Congratulations. Start coming up with female names. Uh, <laughs> well, we know Kovlin and Rowetta has already been taken. Yeah, can't, can't take those. Can't steal those Iris. Very, those very common names, yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I don't know what else from the scene we could create for music, except for like uh, Bertina McCracken. You know? uh, <laughs> Geraldine. Yeah, we're Mabita. Ger- Mabita. Geraldine Way, yes. Yeah, Geraldine Way. Geraldine middle name Way. How, how about Wayla? Ger- <laughs> oh, here we go. Geraldine Wayla, your last name. <laughs> we got a whole show we, of like gender oh, bending names we can do. <laughs> we can do it, man. We can do it. So, but what, that, what that's is the female uh, version of Austin? Um, Houston. Austin. Oh yeah, Austin. Houston. Austin. Yeah, Austin. Wasn't that Houston a... Carlisle? <laughs> Houston Argyle. <laughs> you want to talk a little bit about Houston Carlisle right now? We might as well. Wasn't there a, well por- get por- out of the way. There was a porn star named Houston at one point, 
and she did like a a a, a major gangbang, and they called it the Houston Five Hundred or whatever. Oh my! Oh man, am I dating myself? That was probably from the mid nineties. <laughs> Do you still have that on? on no, I, on I only I only heard about it. <laughs> oh, from a friend. And then I saw it, and I saw the box of it, and I was like, uh. like it was originally like. It said the Houston 500, but they had crossed out 500 and puts like 620 or something like that because she just couldn't get enough. So, you know, whatever. Oh, my. <laughs> I mean, and you saw that box art while you were out doing your normal grocery shopping. Really, right. Right. It was there okay. next to the bananas and stuff. So oh, I just. And right. all the other phallic objects that we buy and consume. <laughs> yes. Each and, every week. and the reason that stood out was because there was a player on the Cubs at the time. His name was Tyler Houston. And so every time I thought, thought it was him, his name, I would just think of the Houston 620 and just, like, I don't know. <laughs> so don't name your daughter Houston is what I'm saying. Yeah. And also if you're, if, you, if, if you're going to go for like one of those, like uh first and middle name combinations, mm, yes. you also want to make sure that no, like no porn name comes up. So you want to make sure you Google that, yes. check the first 50 results, make sure right. no, no naked boobies come up and like you're good to go. If you, if, that because you're you guaranteed in, daughter. If you run into like five names in a row that are already porn stars, there's the problem is you at that point. Probably you're just yeah. speaking out of your own subconscious, which is bad. So yeah, be careful. On <laughs> like you, you instantaneously knew. Like, oh, I knew, I know exactly what I want to name this girl. <laughs> right, Lexi Bell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Austin Carlisle. Austin. We talked a bit about him. We talked a lot about him uh, on last week's episode. Man, uh, he is uh, broken his silence from the multiple accusations. Fifteen, I counted. I I, I wanted wow. to look up how many uh, women. Uh, uh, posted publicly uh, most mm. recent accusations on Austin Carlisle. I counted 15. Mm. So okay. this is what uh, one Austin Carlisle has to say for himself. Uh, do you want me to do this in a, in a voice? In an Austin Carlisle voice? Yes. Do you want me, do you want me to do this in a voice um, befitting of this statement that I feel? I think so. It was only like okay. two sentences, I think, right? Uh, um, it's like a couple paragraphs. Here we go. <laughs> <clears throat> In my younger years, I absolutely <laughs> was not the best person, but I have never physically abused, preyed upon, forced myself upon, or drugged any woman. These oh are all God. parts of these are all parts of the uh, ac- multiple accusations made mm-hmm. upon him. These accusations are false and defamatory. <laughs> I am not a perfect. This is one of my favorite sentences in this statement. In, in yes. the statement. I am not a perfect person. I have smoked marijuana daily. <laughs> daily. Daily. Drink often, got into fights, and acted like a jerk more times than I can count. I did things and acted in ways that I'm not proud of. But never have I violated anyone, okay? These accusations, in quotes, accusations, been thrown around on social media in our current <clears throat> cancel culture climate. Exactly. He's exactly. sounding like one of those guys now. He's, he's mm-hmm. drinking from that Kool-Aid. Are extremely heinous and my wife is... Oh, I'm sorry. That, I, I, that thing got cut off. Let me go to the full statement because I got cropped. Are extremely heinous and completely without merit. My wife, my wife, everyone, is a molestation and rape survivor. Okay. So not hi- hiding behind that little that that unrelated aspect. Okay. So if mm-hmm. if I marry somebody who is also 
abused by a predatory man such as myself. Yes. I can I can use that as a defense later on when these come to light. Yes. And I have personally seen the deep, long-standing pain as she battles with every day. <laughs> I have spent years surrendering my flesh over to God, allowing Whoa. him to constantly improve who I am as a man, husband, and father. The f- During this past week, I have even seen, I have had the joy of seeing the heartbeat of my new child. For the first time, oh my god! Oh, oh, so sad, guys. So sad. So, so filled with joy. Today, I'm focused on supporting my pregnant wife, our daughter. See, daughter. There he goes. He must be a fan of our show. I think so. (laughs) Austin, stop diddling people. (laughs) This new blessing in our lives, my health, my wife's health, and striving to be a better person every day. These accusations have been investigated by the appropriate authorities as well as independent journalists and were determined to be unfounded. <laughs> I apologize to the Marfan Foundation. I am second. My former amendments and our dedicated friends who have been unjustly <laughs> brought into this controversy and I wish I them but best. Oh. All women deserve to be safe, supported, and heard. But these unjust attacks <laughs> upon my family and accusations against me are decades of claims that are unfounded. Decades is more than one? More than more, one, yes. Man, even going back to when he was like 10? Remember, the 90s, this is, 90s? remember, this is Austin Carlyle, the original lead singer of Attack Attack, who was, who I, was famous at the age of eight. Yes, that's right. When I saw him at I, I saw him at the McDonald's back in the mid '90s, and I was like, "There's the child molester right there." There he <laughs> is. He's diddling underage girls, but you know he himself is underage, so I guess there's like a gray area there. So, oh, maybe, you know what? Maybe. Adam, what's your what was your hmm. initial thoughts when you first read this uh, statement? Well, it's like you uh, again. We're in the court of public opinion. Do we dare say guilty until proven innocent, or is it the other way around in this country of ours? Yeah, we, we do. <laughs> we do have to follow the Judeo-Christian the Judeo <laughs> in innocent before guilty. Yes, innocence before until proven guilty. But there is a lot, a mm. lot of accusations and even screenshotted evidence and stuff oh. against him. So it's hard to not make a judgment call. Um, I'm sorry, this is, uh, we're recording this on, um, on the 20th, and according to this article, uh, it's, the count has been updated. Now there's 26 different women that have moly. come forward against Jeez. Austin Carlisle. Wow. You know, it's, you know, when you're traveling across country, a new city every night, you know, mm-hmm. and you have this egotism to you and you, 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 you're, you have no self-awareness about yourself and you're young and stupid and you've got that rock star mentality doing drugs smoking marijuana (laughs) every day (laughs) it made me smarter (laughs) (laughs) you know when you're doing all this bullshit stuff and living the rock star life i have arthritis those those counts those those number counts you know they'll 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 add up man that's pretty crazy i mean I, i don't i don't believe he would probably remember most of them anyway even if if they did happen so that's why he's just like exactly, justified. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I don't know what's going to happen with this. I mean, we can sure say like, yes, we're never going to buy your stuff again. But I don't think he's making any new stuff anymore. And no, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I, I, unless it, I'm mistaken. 
and is this ever going to go to the police so that they may try him by a jury of his peers in Ohio? It goes, yeah, it goes back <laughs> to um, what we talked about last week. You know, it's, unfortunately, a lot of these t- things mm-hmm. don't have evidence, and maybe the um, the um, statute of limitations had passed, or maybe at some co- at some point. But you know, hmm. be that as it may, when it comes to like how broken the the, the justice system really is in mm-hmm. this country, and and how you, you know, it's just. It's, it's, and we live in kind of a misogynistic culture as well, where we don't always believe, um, you know, right. these things. And to be fair, look, these, these things happened to Connor O'Burst and the proper um, That's right. process went through. And it turned out that woman was actually lying and she put out a statement said apologizing for it. So, there you know, you it's, it's, so... it's one of those things, you know, when it, it's easy, it's easy to give it its due diligence when it's just like one person. Mm-hmm. saying it but when it's 26 women and they all have right. very similar stories it's ooh, that's that's hard right. to defend very much so so I'd, I'd love to see it like actually go to you know trial he go to jail if this is if this is all true then yeah he needs to he, he due, needs to pay for his process yeah. just like bill cosby it, it, they finally caught up to bill cosby yeah, after absolutely. all those years which and is, instead of just using his wife as a shield <laughs> and giving that, giving the typical, I mean, like uh, you and I, we're not religious people, but when I, when I heard him doing the ass clown thing of giving that typical fucking religious, like, you know, Jesus, he died for my sins. Therefore I'm forgiven. I'm a right. better person now. Oh right. my fucking, like if you're a religious person listening to this, that should really upset you. Just yes. using that as a, as a blanket statement of saying, well, I'm, I'm a better person. Cause I found Jesus. <laughs> like, Oh my God, this guy. Well, there you go. So he I should, don't know he should the... be locked up for that statement. <laughs> I know. I don't know what the next step is, except don't let alternative press ever put his name in an article again. That might just be the next thing. And I, I mean, I mean it sounds I'm, like that's I'm what's going to happen him regardless. Out. Yeah. I'm not searching him out. I guess listening to one attack attack album, was me searching him out, which I don't know. That was, I guess, wrong on my side. I, I, I didn't know. I was uneducated. This, Adam. You brought Attack Attack. <laughs> Someday came suddenly back into the universe, and all suddenly I all did. this happens? Adam. No. And everybody still forgives that album, even though... <laughs> <laughs> even <laughs> though a ears. known sexual deviant is, <laughs> is singing on it. All right. <laughs> and when you listen to it, you feel like a known sexual deviant is is doing other things to your ears, but you know, that's fine. That's fine. It's, it's a pivotal moment in the history of this scene, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. anyway. Yeah. So that was just kind of a follow-up to uh, last week's big story. So like, like Adam said, I hope that this actually gets some sort of legal traction in some, in some case it's hard for, especially when these things happened years ago, it's mm-hmm. hard for any sort of follow-up to ever happen unless there's some sort of physical evidence in place. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not an expert at this kind of stuff. So hopefully they, somebody they out got, there can get something. They got, they got Bill Cosby with limited physical evidence. I don't know how. That's I didn't true. follow that yeah. one. But then again, African-American, they're out to get him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, Houston Carlisle is not as famous <laughs> as, uh, you know, Bill Cosby. Ar- Scooby the Bop! Yeah, Ar- Ar- Houston Argyle is his new name. <laughs> so, hey yeah, guys, I, listen to my new band, Fight Fight, with the exclamation point at the end. Right. This is this is this is my new album. Um, yesterday arrived unexpectedly. <laughs> <laughs> and and, my, and our, new, our, new, our new lead singer, Houston Argyle. 
And here's the book of Mice and Men that I wrote back in the 1930s. Oh, this is, yeah, my <laughs> book of Mice Ampersand Men. It's all about about racial injustice in the 30s. Wait. <laughs> and, it's very topical. It's a very yeah, topical book, you know. It is. It is. So, um, yeah, well, I guess we don't need to talk about him anymore. We're not going to do a retrospective on any of his music beyond. So this. tune in and next week. We're going to do an, uh, as uh, of mice and men retrospective. Uh, Adam, Adam, <laughs> Adam really insisted we did that. We were going to start with cold war. Uh, <laughs> um, and it's interesting that the other guys in attack attack don't are like, playing slan- stupid. Don't slander him anymore. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know if they saw bad stuff happening like this. I know they made their statement back in 2010, Mm -hmm. which again, sounded like a bunch of 18 year olds making a statement about some serious issues, which is fine. That's what what you'd expect from a bunch of 18 year olds. I I understood it. Let's just put it that way. The common, the common eighth grader can understand it. (laughs) I mean, if you were to shoot, if they were to turn that into their English teacher, they probably get like a B plus. So, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's legible at least. Because when I hear Johnny Frank saying in interviews, they're like, oh, yeah, if we ever got back together, you know, that might be cool, whatever. You know, It's like, no, we should be saying, like, Austin Carlisle is an a-hole. I never want to see that guy in person again in my entire life. I assume when he makes those statements, he means, like, the... the um, Idea? No, 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 the... <laughs> oh. Crap, what's his name? The, the other singer of... Caleb. Yeah, he, I think he means the Caleb Shomo uh, attack attack. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. And, and you got to get that Andrew Wetzel. I mean, Andrew Wetzel's pretzel. The, yeah. the the drummer of Attack Attack was the most important piece. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't just like, you know, recreate those those very generic slam drums in a computer or anything. <laughs> you got to get Andrew Wetzel's pretzels in your band. Right. So okay. So I did read those lovely uh, Mikey Sawyer tweets, and I'm I'm, oh. I'm I'm getting it now. I don't know why okay. these things haven't been more public. Other than in Reddit uh, forums, but well, again, because what? Because is it because Mikey I'm Sawyer listening to the, isn't to the as fake big news? as he thinks he is? Okay, and uh, as, as you can, as you've read in in in, in those uh, screenshots that I sent you, he thinks he's so much. He's, he thinks he's super famous. I'm a famous because he's rock not, star. Look me up. <laughs> look me up. Yeah. So because he's not a famous rock star, look me up. Like I, I don't think these things, like his stories, aren't really getting much traction. I know. And well, you sent me like 59 different photos. I would yes. say like maybe four or five of them were, were damning. The most of the other ones were just other people saying like, yeah, I said, I said that he was a piece of shit and blah, blah, blah. Like there were so many. I think it's a lot more than four and five. It's like maybe like at least half. Cause like a lot of them were like uh, stuff about his character. And some think... of them were like from people who like were in his band and like have worked with him and, stuff like that and they just kind of like speak on his character and a lot of right. and then some was, of the other ones are like him preying on women uh shit like that right those ones were the damning ones right the yeah. other ones were just like here's what i heard and i don't know how i, I would love to believe it i love to tear people down you know that about me <laughs> i'm like the biggest it's all you down. do man i know so i want to believe it but i also am like looking at it from a critical perspective yeah, just like we do have to think critically okay. on this, and you're right. Like, like it's just like I heard from somebody else that this happened, and therefore Mikey Sawyer is a piece of shit. And it's like, okay. But on the other hand, you're also like seeing emails that. and text messages from Mikey Sawyer himself, perfectly describing this those type ones, of behavior. Yes. So those you know, ones definitely I mean, yes. 
can we that, that kind of my favorite adds one a lot of weight to those to that hearsay the final one was the best one though oh which is what that girl was like i was 16 at the time and mikey sawyer begged me to have sex with him in the back of my car i mm. stupidly agreed <laughs> he was done in like three seconds and has a tiny dick <laughs> <laughs> like that was the best one i mean like you can't oh, that, that doesn't that doesn't like prove guilt or innocence but <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but it's a good story to tell <laughs> it's a fun story to tell and it made me laugh <laughs> yeah <laughs> so maybe oh, they can boy. insert that in court <laughs> so yeah so sorry it took me so long like i, I like after every time i told you i was going to send those to you like i just <laughs> fucking left my mind because i don't think I about mikey sawyer ever so anyway maybe you should maybe you should speaking of mikey <laughs> sawyer he had an album this year and speaking of this year what a and year he, he was it's gonna been have a, a second one he, he delayed the release of his next album because of the protests oh God what a what a, bless what a hero i know he's been all black lives matter and so i finally Unlike the band on Facebook. <laughs> what a hero. I can be a hero, baby. I know. I know. He made masks that say Black Lives Matter and Misfortune and Misfortune and also Black Lives Matter. Mikey Sawyer matters as well, you guys. He, I matter the most. I mean, Black, Black Lives do lives matter. Mikey matter. <laughs> Black Mikey Lives Matter. You it know. Was, he just it was B L M and M. Black <laughs> Lives and Mikey matter. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, man, it has been a year. We are smack dab in the well, we're more on the tail end, but like we are right in the middle of the year. <laughs> right in the middle. Now. Right smack dab in the middle. It, Father's Day was yesterday. I hope you had a good Father's Day. We are oh, man. recording this before Father's it's Day. It's the day but... that every father gets what he wants. A blowjob? <laughs> because a spark There's, has left our marriage our, our dead marriage so I, I, all, 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 I, all I want is this one yearly blowjob to make me feel alive again possibly okay <laughs> I mean you, you see it on the internet all the time they're like oh right. Father's Day here you go dad or stepdad oh. stepdad is what I meant to say but step it's okay I was dad. just my stepdad step oh, he's always God. like in the middle of Gross. barbecuing and like the mom is like, here, take this uncooked meat out to your stepdad. It's Father's Day. You got to be really good to him. He yes. works so hard for us. And then she's mm. just like, oh, here you go. Here's your present. And whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I sounded, your... I sounded exactly like Austin Carlyle when I said that. <laughs> Austin, can you please get off the show? You weren't invited on the show. <laughs> okay, okay. And Adam, oh can you please Sorry. save your porno reviews for the end of the show when we save when we do That's... all of our catching up on? Oh, that that was my real life review, not porn reviews. I'm... Oh, <laughs> oh, haven't haven't you been a stepdad numerous times, Mike? <laughs> oh, I was a stepdad once to two boys <laughs> for so, seven months. <laughs> for seven months. <laughs> Adam, it's been a year, a year of slow releases. We, Man. you know, at the beginning of the year, we had a lot of high, high hopes for the living. And, you know, we expected <laughs> all these albums to come out that didn't yes. come out. Uh, you know, I it's so. still, I, I, we can still hold out hope that some of these albums still might come out, like Taking Back Sunday and albums mm. like that. But, uh, you know, it, it's, 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 like I said, it's, it's been a year. Right. We, we, neither of us could have ever predicted. Uh, pandemic locking right. us in with racial right. injustices locking us to the streets. We were all and, like excited in 
January, like let's start this decade off right. Mm. Like, and it just didn't. <laughs> we had mm. a oh, couple, no. like a good six weeks, maybe at the beginning, maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> that was about it. And Luckily, it pretty much in, like I said, in January and February, all the album releases until like May were pretty much locked in because mm. uh, that's usually how the album cycle goes. And we're sitting here now in June. Excuse me. And the album release calendar is barren. There's like nothing new not really much. coming much. We, yeah, I Weezer. mean, this past, yeah, Weezer, <laughs> this, this, uh, this next, this coming week, I believe, the, the, uh, Black Veil Brides, We Stitched These Wounds remastered edition is coming out, which is uh, on your, uh, draft pick, by the way. I know. We'll, we'll I go don't... over those in a bit. I don't think I can watch it or listen to it though. You don't have to listen to it. I mean, it's it's on it's on your team. You're gonna get points. It's all it's all cash grab, right? It's all cash grab, baby. But yeah. uh, I, I figured my, now might be a good time to kind of look over the year that was, uh, and you know, and, and maybe this will kind of maybe give us hope. Not not much hope, but maybe give us a little bit of hope for what's coming out for the second half of the year. Maybe, maybe. some new albums will come out. All movies have been canceled. But oh man, so it's 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 been a year starting with January. The first big release. This was my actually introduction to this artist and her music. This was Halsey uh, with her with her third album, Manic. Now we're going to yes. talk a little bit more about Halsey's music in yes. a bit, or maybe we could talk about it now. But like you know, totally you yeah, you talk about her every day, all day. I I told you a little bit that I I, I told you that I was uh, um, really enjoying. Uh, her discography uh i went i went backwards uh, with this one mm-hmm. i listened to manic first and i listened to the uh, second album and then the first uh and then uh yeah I'm, and i'm 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 a huge halsey fan now uh i mean and you're now catching up with her you listened to manic uh, not too long ago and now you're caught up on her other two albums right and i enjoyed both of them greatly nice it was oh, did you impressive well, did you kind of feel like a songwriting progression uh, well, when if you look at all the personnel on her albums, um, she's not the only one. Yeah, so. I mean, she she is she is a very famous pop star. So I mean, we do have to kind of acknowledge that she does have help. But it, it, it her music at least has an identity, I guess. Uh, if if I were to levy a, you know, if I were to levy any, you know criticism i guess her way like it does it 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 does feel like these songs are wholly her own and they can't really be sung by like beyonce or something or ariana grande like Mm -hmm. these these sound like housey songs these don't sound like we're just gonna give it to whoever wants to buy it right well i think that she is quite the artist which is pretty impressive. I mean, when you look at her Wikipedia history, she's just like, oh, I was homeless and I was considering prostitution and I have terrible life with my parents and everything. And then like she goes to a party and meets a music guy and all of a sudden he takes her off to, you know, record her first album. And you're just like, there's there's more to this story that I'm not hearing on Wikipedia. I think there's a very, <laughs> very, very important part of the story that's missing. So is it certain that a certain hashtag we should probably throw in there? Is it uh, that important to learn about? I who knows anymore? It's you mean a very people. common part about the music industry so far? <laughs> but and then you highly overly exploit this person's youth and bisexuality and 
all that fun stuff that comes with it and, and her bipolar disorder and her well, daddy issues and her and her body issues and her and yeah the fact that and the fact that she feels guilty for being over sexualized and things like that so yeah Halsey, everyone oh. <laughs> like we're like we're, we're like you know we're, we're poking some fun at her but like uh like a lot of the a lot of her subject matter and her music is very bold and it is very like a bit uncomfortable in a way mm. i think i think she wants to listen and feel uncomfortable and mm-hmm. like especially her new album manic um but yeah uh th- this year was my introduction to her music i've been a big fan ever since like yes. you know me baby the biggest healthy fan <laughs> i've well, known her for six uh, months <laughs> badlands came out in what 2015? 2015 yeah right and that was really really good i gotta yeah. i gotta throw that out there i mean um I, I wish mean, I had listened pop. to it back in 2015 because, like, I, 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 I think I would have been a big fan of it. I don't think any of us really expected it to go anywhere. I probably saw her name around, but that was about it. Yeah, um, going back listening to these songs, I don't recognize any of them, so mm. I did, I don't know if any of these songs were like big hits or if I just wasn't paying attention. Um, but yeah, did you recognize anything at all? Nope, nothing. Nothing stood out to me at all. But I would, I was still digging it though um let's see i think let's see the track colors was that on that album yes and there's colors yeah. part two right after that well, which is kind you, of an intro uh, you know, transition track i got colors and then coming down i don't see colors too oh but no you must either way sort of like other version of it i have the explicit version i don't know if that matters i have the explicit <laughs> version too strange nice. love Nice. bad words <laughs> <laughs> so i i definitely enjoyed this album greatly i gave it a nine out of 11 actually i gave both Woo! both of those first two albums a nine out of 11 and uh it's almost like when i went back to listen to manic i was just like this one doesn't feel as good as those oh, other ones oh interesting so... yeah manic does kind of do new things i suppose mm-hmm. uh hopeless fountain kingdom is a very consistently good album mm-hmm. uh, which is her second and yeah man that that's that's when like the strong songwriting comes right right this album and then you read about it and there's like you know six different songwriters and eight different producers for each individual track and like well i'd like to believe you know she at least she has a songwriting credit so that's part of it yeah i mean that when when other writers are brought in that doesn't necessarily mean they wrote it for the artist that's also that could just mean that they consulted so then they they would get a writing credit for that that might be Um, true is that way justin timberlake got a songwriting credit on one of them because he came in Uh, he was like you know what you should you should drop the beat here or not there and he was like bam Timberlake okay, out. Bye. <laughs> gotta go write more trolls songs. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go be in Trolls World Tour in yes. theaters everywhere. 2020. Oh, no, it wasn't theaters. <laughs> in the go to your local theater and watch Trolls World Tour starring oh, me, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> you know, I talk a lot of shit on Justin Timberlake, and I still do. But when I watch that first Trolls movie. He he, his character cracks me up so much. He's a funny, funny dude. Like I know. he's just like he is like he's naturally so charismatic and like mm-hmm. a really, really good artist. And I'm just like I hate it because I talk shit about him every other minute of the day, <laughs> and I'm just like laughing my ass off when I watch the first Trolls movie. So whatever, that's that's my cross to bear. Uh, overall, though, I think uh, both Adam and I would definitely recommend uh, our listeners go check out Halsey. 
uh, especially right. if you need some good pop. Uh, you know, so, I, 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 go ahead. Oh, th- that came out in January, right? Yes, January seventeenth. Okay. Moving on to February, we had like a, a good handful of albums. Uh, I, I checked out uh, the new Grimes album, Miss Anthropocene. Mm. Uh, mm. This is a uh, Mrs. Elon Musk with her oh. new baby that has an unpronounceable name. Right. I heard they finally changed it because it wasn't legal or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah I'm, su- <laughs> I'm surprised Elon Musk didn't just buy that law out. <laughs> I'm sure he could eventually. So, yeah, Grimes doesn't have to work a single day for the rest of her life, even right. you know if, how, if if she didn't want to, she just has to marry a guy that's like 20 years older. Anyway, how how uh, how's the album? Uh, um, it sucks. Okay, uh, <laughs> I had a feeling it would, but I just want to make sure. I have it written here. I have it written here. I give it a music score of three. I give it a personal score of two for a total <laughs> rating of five. Okay. Uh, moving on, uh, we got some Green Day, Father of yes. All Motherfuckers, their most recent album. We both yeah. we both went into this kind of a uh, trepidatious kind of yeah. It's it post was... uh, American Idiot. They haven't really been that successful as far as their album releases have been. I like Twenty First Century Breakdown, but that's about it. Yeah, um, it, 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 would you say that's kind of more like uh, American Idiot Part Two though? Yeah, just yeah. different characters. Yeah. But yeah, Motherfuckers was that's uh, it's. it's 50-50. It's, it's all right. 26 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Basically like, EP status. This is all I want to hear from Green Day at this point. A quick 26-minute yeah. album. Like, bam, good. That didn't that didn't harm me at all. I just didn't care, <laughs> care for it that much. <laughs> Green Day is probably one of those bands, too, that like, they, they probably don't have to work another day for the rest of their lives. They can just like live off of that American idiot re- re- residuals. Mm-hmm. And Dookie. But, um, and Dookie when I yeah. when I come around is probably a bigger song than anything since. So, <laughs> oh man, especially like these riddance, days, with how Good political riddance. the with how political are are the people are these days. Like American Idiot is probably getting played nonstop everywhere. Maybe I'm not hearing repurp- it. Oh really? That's okay. I've well, heard me it. Me I don't listen. <laughs> I don't listen to the radio. So if you listen to the radio and not this podcast, please please let us know. First, listen to the podcast and then let us know. And I, uh, I still wouldn't recommend that American Idiot play. Oh, you said you, you said you said it was all right. I still wouldn't recommend it, though. It's weird. That's, that's probably just for <laughs> hardcore fans. Because, well, maybe it was just the environment I was in at the time. But it's it's okay. Stick with the album if you really love the album, and come up come up with your own narrative. <laughs> if you ever get the feeling to go watch it, just listen to the album again. Probably <laughs> yes. probably a lot cheaper too. And you can probably find it on YouTube if you really need to watch the Broadway. There you go. Part. Yeah, that's fine. Don't watch public- the Temecula Valley Valley players. Or <laughs> All public spaces have been canceled. Uh, also, he's so fat. Oh, sorry. <laughs> In the play, that heroin abuser is so fat. Oh yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen it. I wouldn't know. I don't want to see the off-Broadway version of it. But uh, so... Spanish love songs with brave faces. Everyone, man, one so... of the strongest albums of this year. Top ten, definitely so far. But man, <laughs> most, most likely five for sure, dude. Mm. Like if that doesn't end up in like yours or mine or even our listeners' top ten albums of the year, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be really shocked, especially because mm-hmm. twenty albums came this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we had a whole uh, we we had a lot to say about it. We had a whole um, track by track review. So go back. I think that was check our last out. time getting together. Might have been that. Episode. Oh, I think you might have been right. Yeah, when that review got botched. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Uh, oh, Wonder was another uh, pop band that like I, I was introduced to last year. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but I talked about them a bit. They they write a new song every month and then Ooh. just compile them into an album and then mm. release it at the end of the year. Yes. So this is their newest batch. Uh, it's called No One Else Can Wear Your Crown. Oh, it's kind of boring. You, know, mm. it's, you really it, like it, the last one. Yeah, the last one was really good, but this one just kind of feels like they're just just kind of well yeah we're just gonna repeat this one line in the chorus over and over again and it's a pop song yay <laughs> like it, it it does seem a little low effort yeah. so it, it's just and it's it's of the assumption that i always have when artists put out a lot of material really quickly so you know one song a month doesn't sound like a lot but for, for this band that doesn't really have that much of an identity it's mm. yeah it's okay it's not enough for them uh, this was recommended to me from our listener, Daniel. This was an EP from a band called Film School. It's called mm-hmm. Swim. I don't know if you checked this out at all. No, I have not. I thought it was uh, all right. Uh, it came out the same day as uh, Brave Faces, everyone. Uh, probably definitely overshadowed that uh, EP for sure. Uh, moving on now to the end of February. Oh, this was uh, this one hurt. This one hurt really, really, really bad. Uh, everyone loves you. Once you leave them by the Amity Affliction, well, boy, have we left the Amity Affliction. We leave them, but we love them for the past. But We loved not... them, yeah, but not now we shall so leave them. <laughs> I haven't, I've, like, they haven't posted anything online. Maybe I, I unlike them by now, but I feel like I haven't heard too much from them since this album came out. Yeah, not so much of the band, but Joel Birch is very active on mm. the Twitter sphere. So he's, mm. he's a very outspoken uh politically i despite despite living in australia hmm. he's very he's very caught up in american politics yes which is weird everybody wants to be american so yeah except <laughs> now if you have it if you have a chance to not be american i take it i take it mm-hmm. go live somewhere else america a, is a failed a state album. this was a very yeah. rough album have you, you revisited I, at all? No, I went back and like re-listened to most of these albums, but mm. um, I did not want to listen to that. <laughs> I, think one. I, could, I think I could skip this one because <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I know I, you hated it more than I did, but oh man, I'm so mad. <laughs> I, was, I was pretty close to where you were. <laughs> yeah, uh, we also, I mean, did you ch- end up checking out new checking out that new Landon Tours EP as well? No, I let that one go. Yeah, I did. I wasn't. It, wasn't it a his other side project like not, not yeah the, it's like the heavy stuff, stuff but yeah it's like the heavy industrial kind of stuff so it's right. like yeah i listened to it a few times wasn't a big fan what was the uh, name movie, of it like ak something ai 640 part three that's what it was yeah. okay so uh, man i'm okay with that so hot mulligan we got oh, that in march yes. uh, very very impressed with that album as well i like it i like it a lot I like it a lot too. You know, I don't know if I, I still not sure if I like it more than their previous album, but you know what? I, I like it just fine. I I, I guess I'll, I'll deal with that at the end of the year, which is next week. Yeah. But, uh, Out of the 26 <laughs> albums I have here, I, that would be in my top 10 most likely. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, 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 this, this is definitely going to be, if, if it wasn't a, uh, uh, an abridged year, mm-hmm. I don't know if this would make it my, in my top 10, but I think it's definitely in a top 10 now. <laughs> yeah, nothing too much to compare it to. Well, you know, let, let, let's kind of go back and revisit our thoughts on A Beautiful Place to Drown by Silverstein. Now, well, in Heinz, in, now with now that we've had some space uh, with it, mm-hmm. uh, what, do, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, I was listening to that one during like 
right before everything was set to shut down. So I was very much <laughs> engrossed in what was going on in the world while I was trying to absorb that album. Right. So listening to it like in between uh, American meltdowns, you know, where like the pandemic stuff was getting a little bit better, but it was before the race riots. Um, right. It was, it was a good time to re-listen to it. And, and I still liked it just as much as I did before, but it was still, at least I could devote better attention to it now. Okay. It's, it's still a 50, 50 for me. And I, I know, Awesome mix podcast uh, gave it rave reviews. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Brand or, or listener Brandon, who yeah, you, like you said, you can you can go check out him and his friend Zach on the Awesome Mix podcast with Brandon and Zach. Very Good fun stuff. podcast. Good. good stuff. Stuff great chemistry between the two which is what you get when you when when two really good friends get together and podcast but uh <laughs> Mike, have you figured Just out saying which that... one, have you figured out which one is which yet is the real question i still have not and i'm sorry brandon if you're listening to this and zach if you're listening to this too i cannot for the life of me <laughs> distinguish which of your voices are which like when you guys I mean, introduce yourselves in the beginning i'm like okay so Brandon's talking with a little bit deeper of a tone right now. And then like after a couple minutes, I lost it. Like I, like, I can't like, because <laughs> you guys like... use very similar slang and you use very similar inflections in your speech patterns. And it's like, this is, this is one person having a conversation with himself. <laughs> and I say never change. Cause I figured it out by like episode three or four. And I just think, you How know, Mike, though? How? Mike, you, Mike, you went through this with the lead singer syndrome. You're like, I listened to the, that episode number four with buddy Nielsen. I couldn't tell the two of them apart, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually you figured out what Shane sounds like. For the yeah, because of Shane is the consistent member of that <laughs> podcast. There was and never again did Buddy Nielsen show up. <laughs> I mean, it's very easy for me to determine who who Shane told and Lauren Babick is. You know, <laughs> maybe, maybe, but I think you'll figure it out eventually. I figured it out again. I mean, I'm still listening. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. Right. It's just, it's just a personal problem that I have, and I don't Brandon? know if any their other listeners have brought that up to them that I, I, I legit cannot tell you guys apart. <laughs> Brandon is the one who, who likes most things, and Zach's the one who likes most things. So oh, we'll just leave it at that. Okay, cool. But Brandon, we, likes... but Brandon's the one that likes beer, though, right? <laughs> And Zach's Brand the one that likes beer. <laughs> Brandon's the one who liked Disturbed. Like that was his introduction to music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Zach, I forgot. <laughs> I know I listened <laughs> to that whole episode, but I was, <laughs> I was much. I was, I, I was. I, I, Brandon's discussion of Disturbed stuck with me more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So don't okay. don't take this the wrong way, listeners, and also Brandon and Zach, if you guys are listening. But like that, that's not a that's not a knock on your show. It's a very entertaining no, show. No. It's just my own personal problem. I can't like determine. Like one of you guys needs to get like a mustache or something, or maybe you do have a mustache. I don't know. It's a it's a, it's an audio show. Good, but like maybe that mustache will like like rub up against the mic. Like right, I don't know if you can right. hear right now. Like auditory mustache. auditory mustache. <laughs> But anyway, it's a great show. They got a new two-hour and forty-minute episode that just came out today, and I'm, I'm excited. Oh, really? To it. <laughs> I didn't check that out. Awesome. So, anyway, uh, beautiful place to drown, uh, which is where oh, we sorry. left off. Yes. <laughs> uh, for me, I feel like the 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 shine is also kind of worn off a little bit. I don't like even three months out. I don't think mm -hmm. it's aged as well as like mm -hmm. when I first listened to it. But you know, okay. We'll 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 see. I've been kind of giving it a break for now, so let's see mm -hmm. when I go back to it later on. But my God. Local Honey came Local out in March honey. as well. 
probably our you, you and I's most anticipated album of the year. Of Was there anything else that you were anticipating just as much as this? I mean, besides All Time Low um, and uh, uh, and Halsey, I mean, I was just ready. Those those were my top three right there. Are you giving me? Are you, are you giving me guff? I can't <laughs> yes. tell. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but man. No, absolutely. Was is. I mean, I finally after you know 10, 15 listens now, I'm like accepting that it's eight tracks oh. long. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, he said enough at this point. I still want more, but there's still enough said by the I'm end. I'm right of track. there with you. Yeah. And I think by the time that we got to our um, week, uh, our, our track by track review. I was right there with you, right? What, what you were just talking about. I, I understood that this was the message that he wanted to say. He said enough. You know, if he wanted to throw another song in there, that'd be great. But, you know, mm-hmm. let's eight. I'll, I'll take half an hour. I'll take half an hour of new Brian Fallon, and that's good mm-hmm. enough for me. Yes. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, has this album changed for you at all? Have you kind of uh, gotten the only new thing perspectives? The only thing that's changed is that I've accepted how short it is. Because okay. I can like, you know, as with most Brian Fallon projects, I, I go somewhere else, some beautiful alternate universe when I'm listening to those. And I want to be there as long as I possibly can. Mm. So um, I'm definitely there and I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm Absolutely. Loving it. So it far, be... uh, without, without question, it's probably my album of the year. Uh, it, it is rated, high, rated the highest on my uh, rating scale so far. So, mm. you know, if we, want, if, we, if we want to just go there, if nothing else changes, then... Uh, Brian Fallon, it's, I mean, your, it's, it's yours for the taking, bud. It's a Brian Fallon project a year, so we already know what number one is. <laughs> it's usually where we stand. Painkillers. We all remember. Painkillers. Oh, yeah. Mike, Mike's number six. <laughs> Speaking of all-time low, uh, we got all-time mm. low that very next week with Wake Up Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Ooh, another man. big, uh, another awesome mix, like standout. They really yeah. love this album, and Brandon's a big fan of All Time Low. Though. I know. I don't Me, have like all you of and those, I not so much. All those 2009 to 2014 high school memories of mm-hmm. listening to All Time Low. Um, I think this was a band that you just kind of had to like grow up with to kind of get the uh, get the appeal of. But you know, you and I, we just kind of went in like well into our adult years as well, and very and nude. only. Yeah, very nude. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, last run, last young renegade was like our favorite album of theirs, and mm-hmm. um, most yeah, people yeah. don't like that album, which is sad. I but... don't understand why. Which is probably why they went back into their kind of olderish sound with Wake Up Sunshine, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's why. Yeah, which would make sense for someone like Brandon to really enjoy because it sounds like their older stuff, and then right. you and I, it's like oh well. All that, all that progress you made with Last Young Renegade, where did that go? Mm-hmm. Apparently, apparently, it's gone. So, some definite bangers, but not not as much as I would have liked. Yeah, so. I, I I haven't been revisiting that one too much. I'm not not a huge yeah. fan of I, it. I know I revisited it once, and I thought it was better that time than mm. what I had remembered. But I I didn't do like my I didn't count up all the songs. So we'll uh. we'll determine it at the end of the year next week. We will revisit this at a later date. Uh, Johnny, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Gregory Johns with a Find Your Home EP. Now this is the oh, debut man. EP from brand new artist Gregory Johns. Yes, he yes. sounds a lot like uh, a known criminal from the scene. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, uh, yes. yeah, Find Your Home. Would you? Uh, I mean, we kind of. You and I were just kind of. You liked I, I it a lot more it. than I did. I, I yeah, loved it. I gave it a five out of five, and I mean, I'm I'm purely 
just going off on musicalness and I can I can I can bob along with most of these tracks here so I know yeah, I like those first two tracks are very 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 strong too mm -hmm. and I, this is one that I have revisited as well and like it, it's it's growing on me mm -hmm. uh, it's, I, I'm not as down on it uh, as I was when it first came out but but without doubt like dream and block out the noise are two of yes. the best songs of the year yeah so and I, re I really like the last three as well so especially um on god the final track so yeah final track's I, really good yeah, too. yeah i mean putting the art aside from the artist this is this is this is what i'm what have at. you heard have you heard bad things about gregory johns um this is a brand new artist just a couple things but nothing recent <gasps> so unless you're going to send me a whole bunch of other random tweets from people on reddit it can't be that bad right like he just doesn't tip his waiter or something right? <laughs> that's, that's what it is it's about it's something like that but oh no yet to be determined i think do i dare do the research anyway <laughs> enter shikari for oh, me it's e ep of the year still so ep of the year right yeah not a lot of eps this year that we've been no, checking out no. uh another highly anticipated album enter shikari yes nothing is true and everything Ooh. is possible what a great My, step in the right direction absolutely and, after two do we do can we call them stinkers uh i just call them ho-hum because they're like 50 50 okay. for me yeah they yeah you're right they aren't stinkers but the, yeah. they as as after two not so strong albums we mm -hmm. got probably their strongest album of their career mm -hmm. Definitely. It, it sits it sits right up there with um um uh you know that one flash flood of color flash flood of color yeah take to the skis <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah it was interesting to hear Johnny Frank talking about how into Inter Shikari they were when they were creating Someday came suddenly suddenly oh, came cool. someday. Um, that's an yeah, interesting that, insight. It's like Inter Shikari and Breathe Carolina was another band that he mentioned quite a bit that they were all listening to at the time. That's a band as, that I'm aware of. I never I don't I don't believe yeah, I've ever heard their music other I've than heard, like pop punkos pop stuff. I've heard terrible things about them, but apparently they did a lot of electronica stuff. So. Yeah, I've heard I've heard really bad things about their music as well. But not from Johnny Frank. He loved them. So, <laughs> well, they were all of that uh, same kin, mm -hmm. you know. They were all making a similar music, so I'm sure they all just kind of fed yeah. off one another. But they they were all very impressed with Inter Shikari when they hit the scene, and '07 was that first album. So you know, it makes sense. '08, late '08, yeah, have some more Inter Shikari elements in there. And who's making? And who's Still on top, enter Shikari. Johnny uh, Frank. Johnny Frank. <laughs> Banana. Uh, the Smith Street Band on that same day with Don't mm -hmm. Waste Your Anger. Yes. Uh, this was this was one that we were anticipating also because we knew that uh, lead singer had a lot to mm -hmm. deal with at the time, yes. his personal life. So somehow this was... he didn't get canceled after this because he his stuff came out in that in that sweet spot where people didn't care as much. <laughs> Well, to be fair, his his issues are very different than something that like um, Houston Argyle mm. would be going okay. through, right? Like he had an Maybe. he had a verbally and emotionally abusive relationship with another woman, and yes. you know, I mean, which is a which is a bad thing, but that's a personal issue between the two of them, and she just yes. happened to be a famous singer as well, so she sang about it, and it brought a lot of attention. So, I go. mean, at Again, not not condoning what he or not um, condoning what he's what he's what he did, but like at painting with the broad brush with 
com- in comparison with the Gregory Johns of the worlds and the <laughs> Houston Argyles and and so forth. Like, is that right. really? It's it's a personal. Like I said, it's a personal issue. Right. But he had a lot to say, oh. and this is his album to say it. Right, which is much less jolly and more introspective. And, you know, Daniel had a really good uh, review of it and the, yeah. the, ni- the nihilism that it is. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, I can see that. But, you know, I guess that's just where he was at the time. But I I still enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, it didn't so much take away the enjoyment of the overall album. It is jarring when you compare it to other mystery band albums. Right. For sure. It's right. one of these is not like the other. But mm-hmm. um, it. it it's an important issue. It's an important album, I think, for um, Will Wagner, and he, he needed to write this album because he needed to move on with his life. So, I, I think it's an important so. album, and I think there's an important there's important messages in it as well. Uh, it's very it's a very gray area when it comes to morality, when it comes to the 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 the, the subject matter of the of this album. But it, I think it's handled really well, and yes. uh, yeah, definitely an album to go recommend to people, especially if you want something kind of low key. Mm-hmm. Uh, another huge album, the very yes. same, a uh, very next week after Burner by yes. Dance Gavin Dance. Holy shit, man! We really enjoyed this album. It's, it's hard to believe a Dance Gavin Dance album comes out and there's no Dance Gavin Dance tour for them to go crazy on. Because, like, uh, yeah, it's a shame. And not that I want to go to a show ever again in my entire life, <laughs> but I feel like look who's complaining some... about it. Jeez, I know. It's like I feel like there needs to still be live Dance Gavin Dance in this world. I, I feel weird if that's not happening, especially after such a up-tempo kind of fun album to listen to. So, yeah, I know I haven't revisited it in a few weeks now, but I, I, I know I enjoy it greatly. You made a good point there, because if you... Folks, if you turn your attention over here to this gradient chart that I had uh, prepared yes. for this episode, yes. as you can see, as the number of Dance Gavin Dance uh, sh- live shows goes down, mm. the, the the amount of public unrest goes up. Yes. So, and, you know, racism is just at an all-time Racism's high. on the rise over is here. The most multi-ethnic band that we can sometimes find in this scene. I mean, if you want an <laughs> album that drops the N-word, I mean, <laughs> Afterburner is... <laughs> is your album look at your entire list do you see any people of color anywhere anywhere well (laughs) film film school i believe has a person of color in there okay well halsey is a woman of color as well she is she she's half black i believe yes Uh, and i think you know slaves i mean that kind of is an ethnic band but it's it's an ethnic name <laughs> <laughs> um but not for do me. australians count no no damn they're it like, they're the whitest of the white they're white criminals remember <laughs> <laughs> there is zero that's true other yeah. except for halsey on my entire list and i feel really really bad about that well and dance gavin dance thank dance goodness gavin, there cool. it is, yeah Thank you, Will Swan, for making me feel better once again. You so always now what album? Know what to well, do. actually, I, well, I, I'm also going to go quickly into our rec- the albums that were recommended to me. Uh, the lead singer of the band Loathe is a is a black man. Oh, so. I did not know that. There you go, Adam. You trying to at me, huh? I just I've, added you back, son. I've never heard of them except for hearing of them, but I didn't know anything more about them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. We got, uh, yeah. So moving on, uh, I'm sure the most of our part, listeners, there's no people of color in the band at all. It's one thing if Ooh. it's just like the lead singer isn't, isn't a person of color, but like when you look at these bands, you have Will Swan 
and now the yes. guy from Loathe, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, well, the like, scene no, itself no is very is a very white, you know, yeah. predominantly white scene, right? I know. Um, to be as I mean, pro- as proactive and 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 liberal as they are. I'm glad to yeah. see that, obviously, but man, they have, it has a tendency to become like a country music thing all over again. It's <laughs> right. So close. It's a very fine line. <laughs> you know, but also speaking like seriously for a second. So, so when you have like someone like Jason Butler, who mm-hmm. s- does music that's very familiar to the scene, but he's also talking about stuff that's important to him, like right. racial inequality and, and, and the black experience. It's, it's cool that we get that we get that uh, perspective and he, and he, that perspective does bring a breath of fresh air to this very stale scene that we're currently in. You know? South side of Inglewood. Yeah. Yes. And you know, he's Violent. been, and also Violent. fever, the fever three, three, three has been releasing a lot of uh, um, protest songs over on their Bandcamp page and over on their iTunes and wherever music is sold. So go support them uh, as well. If you get a chance, it's proceeds go world, to it's yeah, changing proceed. the world. Proceeds are going to uh, important causes. So yes, you yes, are changing the world. Okay, sorry, mind. I didn't know yeah. that they were giving it to important causes. My bad. Yes, it's not as as Jason awesome. Butler's bank account. I'm not as awesomely liberal as you, Mike. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is a cause. It's Jason Butler. <laughs> he has a he has, he has a child to feed. All right. Oh my god. A girl. Again, come on. So people. many girls. Let's... We've we've met him. Oh my god, we did that to him. I know. Oh we, my God! Sorry, we, we talked about music with him for literally thirty seconds, and we made him not be able to have the boy. I'm Damn it! Everything we everything we touch. <sighs> it's so sad. Listeners, turn this off if you ever want a boy. <laughs> Boston Manor with oh. their new album Glue. Glue. Uh, glue. <laughs> I said glue. Glue. So uh, yeah, wow! What a this 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 was a fun album. I mean, it's not. It wasn't as a great as i was expecting it to be especially mm-hmm. with their lead single everything mm-hmm. is ordinary but uh wow you know I, I've, I've i've grown to appreciate this a little bit more since we first listened to it back in may way have, back in may way back i have so many mays i haven't re-listened to it since may so i remember liking it okay and i know awesome mix was kind of 50 50 on it and that's fine yeah it, this isn't yeah this isn't a blow you away kind of album but there is some really good songs on glit so go check out boston Minute. mike uh, stop with your violent overtones please it's making me <laughs> uncomfortable adam while you were learning violins i know i was learning violent overtones <laughs> pedals for armor the mm. uh the very first uh solo album by Haley williams after a weird release thing of releasing the first half and then the middle part and then right. the full album shortly after that, like, come on, Haley, what are you doing? I don't know. This is, I, I can't imagine like a major label signing off on this, but it wasn't the best of albums. It's overly long. It's 15 tracks long and we'll mm. get, we'll get really quick to an album. That's also much longer, but doesn't feel <laughs> as long as pedals for armor. Wow. What a slog. A slog. Yeah. I like, like I said, I like the first the first quarter, third, whatever. Sure, yeah. The first, and, let's say the first EP is pretty good. <laughs> but as soon as you get into that Roses song, man, Julian Baker does not bring that that album up one bit. And, and I love me some Julian Baker. I love Julian Baker. She's great. And you but, know what I think the failure of this album is? It's that Haley right. Wims is a straight woman. 
heterosexual heterosexual like, woman yeah. like it's it's like a chain that people get <laughs> wrapped around them i don't know what part of the body but it holds them back Hey-o. from being able to make uh great music and also she probably didn't have 75 co-writers but still it's not <laughs> exactly what i was expecting and oh. good for her good for her working through her stuff whatever it kind of was and i don't know i'm not like hanging on for the future but i'm sure we'll we'll have more things in the future and for a listener who is very familiar with Haley williams's vocal range mm. this album is also very surprising in that she doesn't once go for it mm. so it's like okay so this is just her is her kind of going a little bit mellow but yes. okay good for you Haley williams Bedroom when's that new pair yeah when's that new hate when's that new paramore album coming out I don't do we even need that anymore? I mean, we're we're I think we might be done. Are we? <laughs> I'm saying we'll listen to it, but I don't I don't I can't expect anything great into okay. the future. Are you done with Haley Williams and all of her I would, musical I really, endeavors? I really wish Me Without You would have shown up on on one of those <laughs> on the Haley Williams album <laughs> to save to save it in a way like they did on After Laughter, <laughs> but Yeah. That's fine. That's okay. I don't I guess I can't I forgot the dude's name now off the top of my head, but Anyway, Muslim he, band. He he can't be there to rescue me <laughs> as often as I need him to. I've been right. relying on Muslims to rescue me for far too long, <laughs> and it's just I have to let that go. <laughs> you know, if we have to let Haley Williams go in our uh, in, in in our musical rotation, there's plenty of other uh, you know female indie pop singers out there who who are more than welcome to take her place. Yes, but uh, the 1975 notes on a conditional form. Yes. Now, 21 21 if i were to recommend a 21 track an hour and 20 minute album to our listeners on paper that sounds like asking a lot yes but my goodness by gum we we we, we did a, a pretty pretty much a track by track review a couple weeks ago and by, by gum that is a fantastic album according to me according to mike <laughs> <laughs> i found it to be fair and i probably won't be able to to change my opinion too much from that mm. but i mean it is it's it's fine it's good listen to it make your own recommendations yeah so this say. is one of the few i'd say yeah one of the few albums this year that it's, it's contentious between the two of us you know i i really enjoy it i definitely say it's in the top five for me so far um, and maybe maybe by the end of the year but for adam you know it's kind of on the lower end i know you haven't listened to that Stone Temple Pilots album yet, so you never know where things could go. What was that a reference of? The Stone Temple Pilots album that came out in January that you didn't listen oh. to. Oh, oh, that's <laughs> right. I haven't. I didn't like it all, but you never know. It might be your favorite <laughs> album of the year. I have no idea. So contentious. <laughs> so now we're now we're kind of uh, wrapping up now all the big albums that, that, that have come out have you give, have you had a chance to check out the palais royale i'm going to start listening to them this week okay starting cool. on wednesday i will are you starting with the, the first album or are you gonna um, yeah i'll listen to all three of them at once oh that's cool. how i Very roll cool. that's how i roll yeah. Yeah, like I mentioned uh, when I talked about them a couple of weeks ago, I think you're going to like them. They, they they have a very interesting mix. They're kind of my chemi. They're kind of the killersy, a little bit of uh, Panic at the Disco, a little bit, and mm-hmm. they have a very interesting sound and atmosphere. That they're like kind of goth, but like in a cure sort of way. Okay. Uh, yeah, they, they got a very um, interesting sound, and I'm really interested to hear what you think I, about them. I say in two weeks we devote that episode to them. 
because I'll be ready by then. Ah, cool. So you want to you want to do like a track by track of the bastards? We could, but cool. we'll, we'll figure that out. Or we could just do a retrospective of the band that was over the last three years or however long they've uh, been around. Do you guys remember the band Palais Royale? <laughs> My gosh, what a classic rock band. Classic. So I'm uh, looking forward to that. And But I'll let you know what I'm listening to next week because I think we need to have a full uh, digestion of that band oh, next week. Okay. Well, but so anyway. let me finish off here uh, on stuff I've been listening to this year before I just kind of quickly go into recommendations and throw it to you. Um, uh, Lights also had... Um, a collaborative EP. It was three songs uh, with this electronic artist called I underscore O I O. Um, yeah, it really sucks. It's one of the worst albums I've heard this year. Um, oh my god! Yeah, it's called AM four four four, and it's like the most generic, cookie cutter, low effort electronic music, and it just has light singing. Wow, it. And that's so crazy. Because like, wow. you you've been very forgiving of everything lights, like yeah, for a long like time. that. Like that comic book. <laughs> I'd rather read the comic book. <laughs> Man, that's that's pretty harsh. So I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> and uh, this past week, I got an early copy of uh, Punisher, the new, the second album from uh, Phoebe Bridgers. Again, oh. lesbian uh, indie rock artist. They're just taking over the scene by now. So bisexual, bisexual. I'm sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, she's bisexual. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 not what I expected. Uh, a lot it... more low key than I thought I was going to be. I thought it was going to be because her, her first album has a little bit more of like an upbeat tempo to it. This one's a lot more uh, okay. on the lower end. So, you know, I'm still kind of uh, digesting it. But um, I think if you're a huge fan of her, mm -hmm. um, I think you're really going to enjoy this because there's a lot of that kind of darkness and dark subject matter that she likes to talk about. Was she on? Was she on the Haley Williams album or the Halsey album? I can't remember now. I, you know what? I'm gonna say both, dude. <laughs> she she guest stars on everything. Um, Interesting, inclu including the 1975, which you talked about two weeks ago. Oh but, yeah, uh, maybe it was that one. A few weeks ago, yeah. But uh, yeah, she she was on that song on Jesus Christ 2005. That's right. That's a right. A couple of others. Now was but, it an uh, EP or did it did it was it an EP or did it end up being a full album? This is a full album. So when okay. I got sent the press thing, uh, when I requested it, they did send me like a preview pack. EP had like three of her singles on there. Like, well, I just go to YouTube. And, just, <laughs> and then I, and then I asked them like, Oh, well, are you going to, or, or actually, are you going to send like the actual copy? And they, and they actually send the actual copy. So, mm, okay. So okay. I just had to ask. So cool. Thank well, you to Phoebe Bridgers and her, uh, and her uh, press team. <laughs> um, and so is that everything for the year so far? Cause I had, that's a, everything I've caught up few, on few albums that I have that you did not mention that I was going to make Throw mention. Them at me, baby. All right, so number one, we got that Breaking Benjamin uh, reimagining album. It was pretty oh, cool. All right, yeah. You told me you talked, you listened to that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's like ten tracks and one new original track, and it's 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 got some of my my favorite Breaking Benjamin songs. And it's all different songs from their career, right? Yeah, nothing from the cool. previous album, but more of the the older classic tracks. So I enjoyed it. It wasn't that much different. It was just like, oh, hey, we're doing this with you know keyboard strings instead of uh instead of guitars now yeah we got that and then i mentioned the stone temple pilots album which i didn't really care for but if you want to listen january to, right if you want to listen to stone temple pilots be stone temple pilots and just do acoustic slow songs for 45 minutes 
it might be your jam. It mm-hmm. was not cool. mine. Now, Savage Hands, Mike. Savage uh, Hands. Did I you... was going to get to that because, uh, yeah, that was one of the recommendations that we got. And this one was from Daniel. Dan- oh, I thought it was from Dave. My bad. I got um, Daniel. So maybe okay. they both sent it to us. Who knows? No, I am really digging this album quite a bit. It's pretty um, good. I, I, it's, it reeks of, of creative consultant, you know, like, like that retrograde crown the empire mm, kind of say feel that, yeah. where you're like <laughs> this is so good for a band that has been around for like two years like so it, it just it feels well, remember you like, have your whole yeah. life to write your first album i know right? and I'm listening so that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be bad right and, and i, and I <laughs> right i started listening to their first ep from 2018 okay which is seeming to be equally as good as this album was now this album is called the truth in your eyes it came out in january 31st by the way yes and i was very happy with this album so pretty good really really good tracks and then burst and decay 2 by the wonder years oh cool yeah i didn't check that one out no um i only listened to it once so it's just like reimagining right yeah reimagining of of other sister city songs pretty much um and then slowly slowly race car blues this was a recommendation from dave right and i keep on trying to like tap into what it is about this band that dave really loves because there's definitely some good tracks on there but i don't i don't feel like as an album it's it's like great yeah for me it's perfectly adequate i gave it a six that's kind of where i was too yeah (laughs) um and then uh, March was a uh, Pearl Jam's Gigaton, which oh yeah, I very cool. Yeah, you talked you about that life story about that, and not the best album in the world. It's an hour long, and I don't care to go back to visit it very often. <laughs> um, f- hopefully, a future Jailbird Mikey Sawyer's album. <laughs> <laughs> I'd I'd love to see something happen with with all of these accusations, but. I don't. But again, I don't it's like it's like we just said. It's hard to get these things in motion. You know, mm-hmm. I really did not like this self-titled album. I can't even remember what number I gave it, but it was it was pretty bad. That's kind of what like, I've been. That's kind of what I've been reading online. Not 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 a lot of people liking it. Yeah. So um, it's kind of like close to like a three out of ten or something like that. Woof. Woof. Now this band, Fire in the Radio. I wrote that band down because I heard. Brandon and Zach talking about them and I've been meaning to listen to it, but I still haven't yet, but I'm going to, they have a new album out this year. It's called monuments. Okay. And they have two previous albums on the radio fire in the radio, in the radio. That makes a, that makes a world of difference. (laughs) You can put out a fire on the radio, not in the radio. (laughs) So have you heard of this one or no? No, I've never heard that name. uh, is, Is this from a recent episode that they talked about it? It was like episode two or three, somewhere in there. Right around the time I I figured out which one was which. (laughs) (laughs) Like now I know who you guys are. So fire in the radio. But I I wrote down that band name and like I keep on getting caught up with other to-do list stuff. And I I just I know I'm gonna listen to it someday, but I haven't yet. (laughs) Okay. And then lastly was the Casaloma EP that I talked about last week, which I really enjoyed. Uh, which I have been listening to as well. Oh, okay. And yeah, so let me let me go through just uh, some other recommendations. Uh, Daniel also recommended a very early album back in January from Pine Grove. It's like, I believe it's one of his favorite bands. The album's called Marigold. I thought mm. it was all right. 
he likes right. it a lot. So go check it out and see for yourself. Slowly, slowly, like you said, a lol, a loathe. Um, this was uh, highly recommended from our uh, friend Dave. I let it in and it took everything. Now this is this is an intense album. Like it is very, it, it goes hard, it goes industrial, it goes deep. Oh. Um, so if you're if you're if you're down with that shit, I think you're gonna I think you're gonna love it. I gave I I, I gave it a pretty decent score. So you know, uh, it's hard for me to really like get into really really heavy bands, but. This one does have like a, a tinge of uniqueness to it. Uh, mm. Picture-esque with Do You Feel Okay? Recommended to be uh, to us by Daniel. Um, I thought it was all right. It's kind of passed over it, really. <laughs> uh, and then I checked out Invent Animate, uh, a band that Adam recommended. We probably just go check out because you saw his name. You saw their name out there. Oh, I, I heard Dave talking about them. And oh, sure. Yeah, I heard, uh, yeah, I've heard things, but uh, you said you were not a fan. Well, before I went and checked out their new album, Gravy, which came out back in March, uh, Daniel messaged us because he heard us talk about it on the show, and he gave us his thoughts, and he basically warned me going into it that, like, so they don't really do anything groundbreaking or new. They're just kind of there, and mm-hmm. boy, oh boy, are they just kind of there. <laughs> I, I gave it a 4.5 uh, as my final score for the year, mm-hmm. uh, and then... I, I went back and and, 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 li- and listened to all the albums and EPs that you talked about last week, starting with oh. Bill Marah with a oh, banana. banana. Okay, just jumped in with banana. Okay. Yes. I'll, okay, <laughs> well, I'll, 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 I'll just go with that. But yeah, um, a highly enjoyable album. It doesn't, yes. it doesn't blow you away with, any, with anything, especially because I didn't listen to his older stuff. So mm-hmm. I just jumped right in with Banana. That was why uh, I was thinking if you had listened to the four kind of decent but not great albums prior, and then you go into like, oh man, Banana's a real big step up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I imagine too, especially with how much you talked about the the older yeah, stuff and how like, rough it kind of it could kind of get. But, but yeah, it's it's pretty enjoyable. It's good. Dank yeah, and it's New good. are very good. Oh, cool. And, well, on that album, right? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Tracks two uh, and five, I think. Oh, but I'm sorry. I I only listened to Banana. I did, I didn't listen to like the other Bill Murray albums that you talked about last week. Yeah, so I just listened to Banana. But uh, I've moved on over to Bright Green uh, yes. with their first EP at, from 2016. The highs are getting lower Ooh, now. I, I didn't listen to that one. <laughs> oh, you didn't? Oh, okay. No, I, just I, just the newest one from 2017. So I listened. I listened to that one, and that one sounds nothing like the 2017 album. It's very oh. slow. It's kind of acoustic, rocky. It's kind of low key, kind of low tempo. Uh, so oh. I was wondering if like, is, is this the same band that Adam told me about? <laughs> and then I checked out the heaven. Uh, there's heaven beside me. Mm-hmm. And by gum. Wow. Right. Wow. What a great EP. <laughs> Holy shit. That's why I was, I'm thinking like, I don't really need to listen to the older ones. I don't even know if they're the, it's the same band. It might be a completely different band called Bright Green. It's a, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's, it's the same band. It's the same guy and everything. Okay. And it, it sounds just like, it sounds like a slow man. So it's five. It's basically five slow man overboard songs. Okay. Um, but okay. Uh, yeah, completely different. They went in a completely different direction with these two EPs. And mm-hmm. man, heaven, there's heaven besides me. It's such a good EP. Dude. Right. Oh my god, I was in shock when I was listening to that. Like fuck, it's only like eighteen minutes or something like that. It flies very, by. very, yeah, very, very <laughs> short. But uh, yeah, I was very impressed by that. I'm just like, okay, ready for the new album, guys. Whenever you want to make a new man overboard <laughs> album or just do so- side project stuff, I don't care. Apparently, I'm going to like it. <laughs> well, speaking of side project stuff, I also listened to This Is Coping by Casaloma. 
much and other end of the spectrum. Very <laughs> end. Of, yeah. So this this kind of sounds like the highs are getting lower EP. Um, mm, but, okay. uh, but with the other singer of Man Overboard. Yes. Chubby. But yeah, I I, I like the uh, I, I like the the low key vibes of this. It's 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 a very vibey type of album, and mm-hmm. uh, you know you just kind of kind of sit and relax with it. Mm-hmm. I, I I I do like that song about his kids going to the yeah. pond. Like it's I, pretty, it's pretty, it's a pretty song. Yeah, it's it's very pretty, and it it would have been so out of place as a man overboard song. So it's just like oh, it's perfect yeah. that this would be like his solo project kind of thing. It's just about a man who loves his kids, loves his kids, his kids love ducks. It's like I'm so happy I'm not in a band anymore, so I can spend time with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never used to go see ducks with my kids before, and now I can go see ducks with my kids. Oh my god, that's what I did this morning. Oh my god, I'm you start crying now. Yep. I'm gonna start crying. You saw ducks? I saw kids? ducks. Oh my god! <sighs> okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Man, that I had to. I had. I had to. I had to cut that two-hour cry session. So you're <laughs> back in. Back into the show, folks. Thank you for yes. being patient. I had to listen to some loathe to, <laughs> to get back into being a man again. To man up again. <laughs> so now so, that your tes- now that your testosterone's flowing, <laughs> right? What else so, have you been listening to this week? Uh, let's see. Oh, the uh, the final two Bill Murray albums, Wet Milk cool. and Rich Sips, and I liked both of them pretty good. Okay. Wet Milk was was kind of the same kind of pop punk sound stuff, but just just better hooks and everything. And, and, and I, I gave it like a five out of seven. I think it was maybe four okay. out of seven. And then rich sips is really good. I would, I almost say like, that's, that's, I wouldn't say it's better than banana, but it's definitely a step in the right direction. If this is where he's going to keep going um, kind of back to, uh, I mean, there's still like the electronic elements in it, but not as heavy as they were on okay. taco. And of course, Caleb, Caleb showing up at the end of track one and just saying like, hi, this is Caleb Shomo. This is my vocal feature. Thanks. <laughs> like, that's it. And it's a really good song otherwise, but then he's just like there at the end. <laughs> so I, so I does, couldn't help so but does, laugh. So does Caleb Shomo just do like the, the screaming vocals on Thick Thickly or do they both do clean, clean vocals? No, seriously. He shows up at the end of the song and says, hi, this is Caleb Shomo. This is my vo- voice feature. Thanks. So he doesn't sing at all. No. That's all That's he says. Fucking amazing. <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh every time I heard that. Oh, and and uh Tillian is on track three. It's I'm called... looking at the uh the uh track listing right yeah, now. The Marie what's, what's, with what's, human what's... hair. Yeah. <laughs> does, um does it sound I, like a dance game dance song? It does. It does. It's got that Tillian stank all over it, which is pretty cool. good. Um I think, yeah, uh, pretty much the first five tracks I'm cool on. And then like the last two, I was not so feeling, but yeah, definitely. I, I, I like this, this album much better than um, previous stuff other than banana. So oh, cool. Now you're all caught up now with the, the Bill Murray. I'm, I'm really happy that I kind of did that because again, I've been hearing it for so long, hearing the name, hearing that it's good. And now I can be like, well, some of it is really good. Some of it I'm going to leave and that's okay. <laughs> but at least now, you know, at least now I know. And now so, you, yeah, so yeah, so you recommend these last two at least to me, someone who enjoyed banana. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's almost like you got to get the the low solid chub and taco to appreciate it in a way. Do so, I have to? I don't think so, but it it's just I don't know. It's fun to know how bad it could get, so that you you appreciate <laughs> the good parts. <laughs> so, um, but I mean, again, the albums are 
20 minutes long so it's not like you're investing too much time into it yeah it's not a, it's not a big investment i suppose mm-hmm. but thick thickly right yeah thick thickly is a really good song uh definitely and and tillian's song is really good on there too okay so yeah g- give them a spin it's all right all righty and then so this week I'm listening to the uh, Savage Hands EP from 2018, which I'm enjoying so far. And my other band that I added to my to-do list, and this is a band you and I have talked about at length, but for some reason, Adam had skipped out on the first three albums from this band. So he's absorbing all three of them now. And I think we need to have a little bit of a retrospective discussion on um, Mr. Yuri and the Panic at the Disco experience. Oh no! <laughs> I know you've you've heard all six albums. Yes, and I I I was thinking yesterday as I was listening to a Fever You Can't Sweat Out for like the third or fourth time. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm starting to become embarrassed at how much I'm enjoying this album. And it's it is <laughs> it, it is icky, isn't it? Not in like I'm, a gross sort of way. It just in no. like. I'm a I'm a I'm a 39 year old man sort of way. <laughs> Listening to an album from 15 years ago made by a bunch of high schoolers. Right. But that album is unique in its own way, and it is. And then I'm um, you know the the pretty odd album is all like psychedelic Beatles stuff, which doesn't make any sense. And then right. Vices and Virtues is pretty much the beginning of where they went. So but like I'm, nobody I'm, liked vices or virtues and nobody liked pretty odd, which is right. so odd. So I just feel like next week after I've absorbed those first three albums as much as I can, okay. I think it's time that we, we kind of retrospect them. Cause then I need to go back and listen to uh, albums three, four and five, right? Four, no, five, four, four, five, six. Yeah. Cause uh, you know, I haven't, well, I mean, they're, they're, they're very, time. there's a very clear split between the, the career of, Panic the Disco because four, mm. five, and six is the Brendan Urie era. According to Wikipedia, core. five and six is just the solo, the solo work albums, where they put "Too Weird to Gay" and "Die and Live." They put that in like the band. Well, it's Brendan Urie and I think the drummer or something. He mm-hmm. he still stayed for that one. I think but so. The songwriting, I guess, is all Brendan Urie. Yeah. Um, so so whereas. Like pretty odd is they're they they all wrote a lot together, so it's it's just it seems like an interesting band that we have never uh, gone into super duper depth about. Um, at least from my end, you you might have gone into super depth about them in the past. I just wasn't listening, so now it's time for me to listen <laughs> to what you have to say. Because I can't just go back and find all those old podcasts and, and figure out what you were trying to say. I just I, I need to the hear. Techno- it yeah, the technology is impossible. And I want I would like you to listen to those old albums again, just to familiarize yourself with them, and then tell me all the beautiful stories behind them from two thousand five to two thousand eleven. Well, I have a lot of stories of like pretending I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> so well, pretending I don't. Yeah, so pretending I don't like a fever you can't sweat out. Like I, I legit don't like uh pretty odd and vices with virtues okay okay spoiler alert but, uh, <laughs> and i know like fever is on dave's list and probably on everybody else's list that we've gone through i just can't remember now so yeah. it's about it's, time it's that I legitimately a, a very unique loud like in a in a very like ostentatious sort of way very mm-hmm. loud album and I think it earns it very well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll talk about it next week, I suppose. I guess so. If you're cool with that, I'm, I'm ready. Hey, man, what else we got going? 
<laughs> well, no, no other albums for a while. And we'll talk about yeah. Palais Royale the week after. Okay, cool. sounds good. So Adam and I had the idea of uh, going forward since the year is canceled. Uh, we're just going to kind of uh, go over classic albums, uh, modern classic albums, we mean, like, you know, like uh, December Underground and Black Parade and, you know, albums that we all know and love and just kind of like do a track by track of them every now and then and just kind of, you know, for one, it's going to create content for the show. And for two, it's, you know, we need so we need we we want to bring some joy to the world a little bit. And what better way well. than to talk about some albums that we all love and you know it'll 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 get the nostalgia feels out there. It'll also bring in some differing perspectives and stories from our listeners as well. Cause sometimes when we do fun stuff like that, our listeners like to be like, Well, I was like I was 12 years old when this album came out and like <laughs> I made out with a girl to welcome to the black parade, you know, stuff like that. So, uh, you know, it, it might be fun to, to do. And these are albums that, you know, we came out long before we started the podcast. So there's no way we ever, we ever would have done a track by track for some of them. So I don't know if yeah. you guys like that idea, you can also send us your uh, suggestions and we might put them in the queue. There you go. All right, Mike, let's, let's get to your review. Album number two of the of, doors. Oh, the doors! Yes. Strange days. Let me get. Let me bring them up in my music player really quick. So, the doors, nineteen sixty-seven. Part Wait, two. Part two. <laughs> I, I said this already, didn't I? Anyway, September. So late, September. September. It's a very, very Bill Murray of them to release two <laughs> albums in the same year. Exactly. So, Strange Days, nineteen sixty-seven, the second album from the Doors. Uh, so this kind of fits alongside. The self-titled album, I, I feel. I feel like it complements it really well. Yes. All these songs were definitely written at the same time, which is yeah, why you can able, definitely tell. They were able to get, crank out two albums that quickly. So um, also because I'm not like a huge, I'm not very familiar with The Doors other than their super mega hits, I didn't recognize any songs off of this album, which not was... even People Are Strange? No. Wow. Is, dang, is, is that a big song for them? That was the first single off the album. And, I, and yeah, it was a very, very big single for them back in the day. And I, and it would get played on the, the oldie stations and whatnot. Okay. So, but not the as big only, as... The only time oldie stations would, would get played in my house growing up was when my dad would put it on. But it was always like old oldies oh like, okay like not this not this genre like he wasn't a big like psychedelic rock guy <laughs> right well, i know i had heard people are strange before i had gotten that um greatest hits album back in 1997 and then when i heard it on there i was like oh yeah i remember this song it's cool it's all okay yeah definitely not a song that i'm familiar with uh nothing on here i'm very familiar with but i still like it was still enjoyable because you know i got the I got over the hump last week of, uh, of of diving into that psychedelic rock sound and get into that mindset. Mm -hmm. And this just kind of continued that on. So it was so nothing too jarring here. Nothing that like blew me away, I guess. So I don't mean that in a bad way, but I mean that in like, like, oh, oh they went in a completely different direction with this oh, yeah. bold new album. Yeah, I like mean, you said, musically, it's still pretty pretty incredible for me at least oh, okay um, and i know when i was reading about it i didn't realize that this was like one of the first albums to use an eight an eight track to record because uh apparently they had, technology yeah they had heard <laughs> the uh the sergeant peppers album which i've never heard and uh 
then they were like blown away by the sound of that. And so they just did what the Beatles did to record that album. Oh, and, very uh, cool. So it was, it, it, so that's where you get all those layers and everything. And there's a shit ton of layers of guitars on there to give it that feel. Yeah. It's very com- musically. It's very complex, but that adds to the mm-hmm. psychedelic nature of the music too. Mm-hmm. And like unhappy girl, I had like never heard that song before. And, um, before I heard the album, obviously, and like just that crazy way that they recorded the keyboards. And I remember reading that with that song, like it was written a certain way. And then Ray Manzarek decided to change it up by playing the entire song backwards. And that was the version that ended up on the album. (laughs) <laughs> like he recorded it or he like he recorded like, it and they just played it backwards or he legit played it backwards yeah like like they had the song written out how it was and then he decided like i'm just gonna play this entire song backwards and that's dope that, <laughs> i know because like the dude is freaking musical genius you yeah. know and they're all of you know 27 years old at this point <laughs> or at least yeah, they're all mu- yeah they're all music theorists here <laughs> yeah jim was like 20 three 24 raised like four years older than him so um yeah like just everything about that was pretty cool and then you got your when the music's over the closing track that is a great track dude Ooh, i you love that, that track you had no. never heard that before like i don't legit there's nothing on this album i've ever heard wow. before that was a song i believe that i got this album and then waiting for the sun for my high school graduation i got both of those cds and I can remember vividly sitting in the Best Buy parking lot in Riverside, you know, the one next to the Galleria. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I was sitting in that parking lot, but I, it's probably because I had nothing to do with my entire life at that point. And I was waiting. <laughs> That's to just go what to... we did when we were younger. Yeah. When you first get your car, you just drive the parking lots and you just <laughs> hang out there. And so like, like that was probably one of the first times that I had like a full on like emotional response to music when i was listening to when the music's over and like that that huge explosion come shot whatever you want to call it yes dude when it comes down it comes back up like i can remember just like melting into my you know leather vinyl seats of my 1990 honda civic just being like oh my god i've never heard music (laughs) feel this way in my entire life all music is (laughs) done for (laughs) and just like being floored by that and like oh i need to chase this high like and you know what's great <laughs> about that here. crescendo dude you know what's great about that crescendo mm-hmm. that song fucking earned that shit mm-hmm. like it like it made it down there and it fucking slams you oh, my God. oh it's so good <laughs> and then it, all the little accents that are in there like all this all the little drum things the little um you know the bass in the background just out of nowhere and um yeah like when when you really know these songs well and you can hear all four distinct parts mm. like it's just like it's just spinning through your head <laughs> in, in a crazy and like it trips way. me out too because like again it's it's psychedelic rock so i expect it to do like weird shit like that mm-hmm. but it sounds so effortless and almost improvised yeah, the production like, is so good for 67 <laughs> that a track baby <laughs> i know i was just listening to it like this does not sound like a 50 year old freaking album yeah one bit and I thought like maybe I had like a special edition version I was listening to on Amazon, but I was like, no, this is this is the original version. Holy crap, that's cool. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I I hope 
that you kind of feel that it kind of takes you in the same direction because waiting for the sun i haven't heard that album in a long time either but it's it, it's man i don't know i, I it's hard is for me that to one gonna it. start going into a different direction that one is still in the psychedelic range okay There's, cool like you, you got your 60s pop songs that are obviously a little bit more accessible okay um, like summer's almost gone is like one of the most generic sounding pop songs ever but it's got <laughs> the the greatest uh you know uh, uh keyboard accompaniment to it um and then you got your not to touch the earth which is that piece of the celebration of the lizard so I will, I will just, I guess I'll let you make the determination of when you want to listen to that. Like, do you want to listen to the entire thing, all 17 minutes of it, and then listen to the small chunk? Or do you want to listen to the small chunk first and then the entire thing? I mean, I'll go with what you recommend, really. Man, I, I'm thinking. Like, do I listen to this album first and then listen to that lizard thing? Because that way I'll pick up like the Easter eggs or. Hmm. What do you think? Will be, what do you think would be best? Because I'm gonna start listening on Monday, so you don't have to yeah. decide now. You can just kind of message me later. I'm gonna go with listen to the album first. Okay, cool. And then and then check out the the full song. But um, I, I, I ooh, that's that's a tough one because again, like I haven't listened to it yet either. I'm 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 nervous as when to listen to it again as well, <laughs> <laughs> just because I can't remember what to expect. Um. But yeah, it definitely goes in a in a pretty awesome direction with with the next album, I think. Very and, cool. Yeah, and then Soft Parade, you're going to be like, what the fuck is going on? This is not your daddy's doors at all. I mean, it ain't my daddy's doors, period, because my daddy <laughs> never liked the doors. That's true. He's but a when fucking you start square. Like, start getting into the freaking, the brass section starts showing up. You're going to be like, oh, Whoa. brass section. <laughs> you're going to be like, all right, what's going on here? And then... The brass section will quickly be gone by the time you get to album five. But album <laughs> four, is, go? <laughs> album four is an interesting concoction of an album right there. And I didn't realize how short these albums were either. Oh yeah, all they're all like briskly, like half an hour or so. Yeah, like less than forty minutes. Yeah. So, um, so but I, yeah, I, dude, man, strange days, pleasant mm-hmm. surprise. Yeah, that like opening track, like right when you turn on that, the strange days track. It's just like, wow. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Imagining listening to that on any sort of substances is like, oh. I <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, I mean, once you get once, once, once you get to some of those albums, you have to tell me some of those stories. Now, you've listened to more Pink Floyd than I have, right? I've listened to just, just the same amount of Pink Floyd as you have. Okay. Because I was like, there's nothing that. So it was Cricket Leg, I think, who Cricket Leg from the Dead Bedouins podcast, yes. who had a new episode recently. What? Yeah. They just, they just showed up. I just, I was just browsing Twitter and they said they had a new episode, but they deleted their entire back catalog of episodes for safety reasons. But yeah, go check out the, uh, go check out the new bed. But yeah, one of the members of dead Bedouins podcast recommended that we check out Pink Floyd like several years ago. Like six or eight years ago or something. But I mean, like everything I've ever heard from other psychedelic-ish bands, you know, you got your Led Zeppelins and your your Pink Floyds and whatnot. Like Mm -hmm. I never heard anything that was as good as the Doors albums were. So again, maybe I wasn't under the right influence, but... um, And this is music from before our times too. So we have to take that into consideration. Of course. So... Yes, but if uh, we're just kind of jumping into where I was in 1998, 
Uh, if you want to talk more about 1998, we can, but, cool. <laughs> but by, by the time I, I absorbed these two albums, um, then I went and bought like the soft parade and Morrison hotel. And like the summer of 98 was just all doors. I bought like this giant box set that they had had, which had a bunch of B sides and rarity stuff. Nice dude. Like four tracks or four discs. And, uh, yeah, I, I was listening to that and absorbing Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That documentary from the ESPN's, uh, 30 for 30, I think is a documentary series, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. So let's talk briefly about that. So we were, we're, we're fresh off the heels folks of, okay. the, of save the last dance featuring julia styles and michael <laughs> jordan but yes. uh adam threw this my way uh that the 30 for 30 espn documentary series was tackling now the uh the magical summer that was the mark mcguire v ken griffey jr v sammy sosa and then ken griffey jr quickly fucks off but <laughs> yeah, he, he fades out like usually players do who aren't on steroids, maybe. But. Right. Because he's not because he's not fucking juiced up. But uh, yeah, that's some, maybe, the, the, the kind of beginning of the uh, steroid scandal of and, and, and MLB. So what was your uh, perspective on this, man? Man. Well, since I lived and breathed it like that entire year, because I remember like thinking I wasn't really into baseball you know, cause the Cubs had not had a good team since 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the last time they made the playoffs. 1996, they came kind of close. And, uh, but then 1997, as they mentioned, the Cubs went like, Oh, and 14 to start the season. So like my, my brain with following the Cubs was not so much there until, uh, 1998 when, uh, Kerry Wood p- had his 20 strikeout game. And I was like, Oh shit, this, this kid is really good. And I started paying attention. And then all of a sudden in June, it's like Sammy Sosa home run, Sammy Sosa, three home runs, Sammy Sosa, two home runs. And he breaks the all time record for home runs in a calendar month. Nice. It's like, oh, and the Cubs are also like now in the hunt for the playoffs. So all of a sudden my attention went away from the Bulls and um, the sad experience that game six of the 98 finals was for me in the middle of June, switching it up to (laughs) Sammy Sosa in June of 1998 as I'm listening to the doors. And I just that that was my entire world. I had nothing else going on (laughs) except for driving. We got like like documentaries about your life. Now we're talking about music about your life. There's something weird. 98 was your year, dude. <laughs> In hindsight, it was a, it wasn't very fun to live through, but <laughs> interesting in hindsight. So then like all the Maguire Sosa stuff. And uh, then July of 98, I traveled to visit my brother in Chicago and I spend five solid weeks um, being in that environment. Sammy Sosa, Sammy Sosa, Sammy Sosa. Mm. Um, that must have been all, a fun time to be a man, Cubs fan too. It was all him all the time, pretty much. We would like my, I, I would listen to the games on the radio because not all of them were being televised for some odd reason, and I would just sit there and I was like doing so much marijuanas and so much alcohols <laughs> and and so many cigarettes and like just eating like garbage and drinking nothing but soda. Like I don't know how I survived that year, but. <laughs> that was just where I was at that point. There was, I didn't know what water was. I didn't know what like wheat bread was. (laughs) And, um, 
So just I went to the game where Sammy hit his 38th home run, which, which was they a, show they show that all in the documentary, right? The brief clip of it, all 21 Three, seconds of it. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like it's like 15, 20 seconds. Like you're right. Yeah. And like being at that game was pretty incredible because Kerry would pitch that game and he was just like all on fire, you know, just a couple months after striking out 20 guys in a single game and nice. setting the National League record and tying the all time record. So I went to that game with two of my brother's friends that I barely knew. Like <laughs> my brother had like this band that he played in. And like every Sunday they would go and jam and drink and smoke weed. And like two of those guys took me to that game and <laughs> like had a great time. I sat right like behind home plate, a few rows back. And uh, like we, we were all just talking to Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. And then all of a sudden he just like, bam, knocks that home run. And the crowd goes fucking nuts, man. Cause like it was, he, we, everybody knew he was on pace to break the record at that point. Right. And did um, you see yourself? Oh no. Cause I, I'm sitting, footage. I'm sitting behind home plate, like many rows back. Oh, okay. So um, like I'm back in the shade. It was a really nice game to sit in the shade. <laughs> okay, cool. But uh, yeah, the Cubs won that game like three to one or something like that. And it was, it was pretty cool. And then, um, yeah, I proceeded to just like, I don't know how the hell I survived. I probably gained like 30 pounds that summer. Oh um, boy. Cause after that I went to visit my, my aunt and uncle in St. Louis and I spent like the next three weeks in St. Louis and Missouri and, um, just following Sammy Sosa every single game, every single game by then every game was being televised. So it was like, I was just, you know, reading articles about it. There was no internet to really follow it so much, but, um, just like reading it newspaper articles. to like relive Sammy Sosa's vibrant personality. I know because you know it's so much better because you know I, my, my dad watched baseball like all like all throughout my childhood so like when this was going on I would catch wind of it mm-hmm. and you know and I would see Sammy Sosa in like interview you know, pre-game post-game interviews and stuff and I just see like how happy that guy was all the time and I'm like I know that's a that's a that's a that's a cool guy that Sammy Sosa living the dream and like Mark McGuire is just like I shouldn't be talking about this because I know it's they're like, gonna find out I play base. I play baseball. I uh, I swing bats. I mean, I he says very far. He says the valid point of like they're being baseball gods, and they will get very angry with you if you uh, <laughs> if you don't know your place, and they will send you on a terrible you know o for forty five streak, you know, right when you're on track to do this stuff because he had been on pace to break the record many times in his career mm-hmm. before that, and like most he just people, needed a little push maybe a little extra help a little extra juice so i was just again listening to the doors and watching baseball for that entire two months of being out of the state and like every single game i was just in 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 and i came back the my grandma was driving me to the airport the and we were listening to the cardinals game on the radio when mcguire hit his 60 60th home run Like I remember vividly listening to that <laughs> in her car. And so a I big moment. Right. And then I believe it was two nights later on that Monday against the Cubs where he, he hit number 62. And that time I had the VHS in the, uh, in the VCR and it actually worked to oh, record good. that game. So <laughs> I, I had that game recorded somewhere. I mean, it's not like you can ever find it anywhere else in the entire world, but I have it one on the VHS pun- now. <laughs> one of the pontificators of that night too. And they have footage of it and they said something, but like, well, the baseball gods couldn't have like uh timed this better because, right, you know, right. during that game, they were both within 
range, I guess, of yeah. Wire had or... sixty one. Sammy had fifty eight at that. Point. Yeah. So technically speaking, I mean, that, that's a lot to ask for for Sammy Sosa to get that get, to get that much. But like, they're technically right. both within range. So mm-hmm. what a like. And it's like I tell you all the time, dude. Baseball is scripted. And right. these documentaries are proof that they're scripted. <laughs> so I was vivid. I was watching that game with McGuire, um, had my, my VHS tape ready, and it was a pretty magical moment when that actually went down. Um, and then we watched the rest of the game, and the Cubs lost, and it was sad. Because the Cubs were like in the <laughs> running for the playoffs because they were fighting for the wild card, which – you know, they didn't end up getting until game 163. So like every game was just like nose to nose, wire to wire. Um, so they lost that one. And then, but then Sammy started going on a tear during that week. And the following weekend is when he hit his number 61 and 62 yep. like that following Sunday. And I had that one on VHS tape as well. And that game, they didn't go into details about how incredible that game was because it was one of those back and forth wind blowing out at Wrigley um, 11 to 10 games that, you know, when Sammy hit that home run, especially when he hit like, I think when he hit 61, like the Cubs tied the game at that point and everybody goes fucking nuts. And there's that huge dog pile out on the street for the ball. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and they're like interviewing the guy that got it. And he's like, Oh, this is, you know, it's cool. If Sammy wants to, you know, make me an offer, that's fine. Whatever. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll take it. Whatever. And then literally like, you know, 10 minutes later was when he hits number 62, which is just like the most epic moment of, of my entire, like that whole season culminated in that moment. Cause he ties McGuire at that point at 62. Right. And I remember watching that game and like running in to tell my stepmom and she's like on the phone with somebody. I'm like, he did it. He had number 62. And she was like, shh, <laughs> I'm on the phone. <laughs> like, okay, I'll go. I'll Your go. dreams are useless, Adam. <laughs> I'll go uh, watch this by myself, I guess. <laughs> oh, so, that's so um, sad. I know. And then like, you know, that, that put the Cubs within one for that game. And then they ended up tying the game at 10 later in that game. And then Mark Grace hits a solo home run in the bottom of the 10th inning for the Cubs to win 11 to 10. And it was like one of the most epic games I had ever experienced. Nice, and I have, dude. I have that game on DVD if you ever want to watch it. But <laughs> Oh yeah. Dope. Let's watch that sometime. <laughs> because um, they, b- before the world series and everything, they released like a stack of like, you know, classic Cubs games. So uh, that was, that was one of them in that stack. And like, I've, I've watched it like two or three times now. It's like, man, I cannot believe how incredible this thing was. So at the risk of just going beat for beat for this entire documentary <laughs> and going another 90 minutes long, which oh, we both recommend you check it. The, the, the documentary is fascinating right. and very very fun to watch so go check that out on espn yes. if you get a chance i had to i had to download hulu and sign up for a two-week free trial in order to oh, watch it so dang. if okay. you guys have like cable or if you guys have a cable package you, could, you guys could probably find it very easily on your hulu or if you have yes. hulu already just go check it out on there but uh i want to talk a little bit to you about the aftermath actually oh, of all the okay. uh, investigations and the scandal and all that stuff and so i could definitely give you a beat by beat of the next three weeks if you really want me to oh but i bet I, you could because the day the next day the cubs were in san diego and i was at that game but anyway oh nice very good. <laughs> but uh so sammy sosa has since been i guess excommunicated from wrigley Man. field and the yes. cubs they have and like, mark mcguire and Mark McGuire was let in 
to yes. the Cardinals Hall of Fame. I know. So what's up with that? I don't know. He didn't spend very many years in St. Louis. And obviously they didn't say anything about his final three years there because uh, I don't think it much happened because he was just injured the whole time. Well, that home but, run yeah. derby summer is definitely part of Cardinals history too. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that's you know always going to be that I'm sure that's one of the major reasons why he was led into the Hall of Fame. But like well, he he admitted to steroid mm-hmm. use, and technically Sammy hasn't. Right, Sammy just kind of like said in the documentary, like, well, you know, there's a lot of people on that list that are in the Hall of Fame. So what do you think? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he left it at that, which I don't know is a good thing. But you, you know, McGuire throwing everybody else under the bus at that point. But you know, and what's he gonna do? I mean, McGuire is definitely not as polarizing of a personality because a lot of Cubs players did not like Sammy from what I'm learning now. Really? Why is that? Yeah. Well, especially in the years after, um, because Sammy became such a huge star that like the ego just got so big that it was just like a whole, like, don't talk to me in the clubhouse kind of thing. And, um, yeah, and all the guys, like a, a few players, not all of them, obviously, but a few of them have said that he was just a really bad teammate and was only looking out for himself a lot of the time. And oh, that's um, a shame. So that's not good. Then, then you know, the cork to bat incident in two thousand right, yeah. um, the in two at the end of the two thousand four season when the Cubs didn't make the playoffs, he left the game in like the eighth inning before the game ended. And just was like, see you suckers. And uh, that, that didn't go over so well with a lot of people. So like, you know, that, that really soured anything. And I, I do believe that if that hadn't have happened, he would be, you know, having his statue, you know, raised a high outside mm. of Wrigley Field. But um, okay. So I because think... Mark McGuire is a very uh, by the books mm. Boy Scout, like, yes, I guess all is forgiven for him, I suppose. <sighs> and you, you don't want to, get the race thing involved, but you can't help but think there could be an element of that. I don't know, whatever. Mm. Chicago's not always the most racially friendly city in the world, but mm, interesting. Eh. so I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but regardless of the whole documentary itself is very, very fascinating. And like, thank mm-hmm. you for recommending that to me as well. Uh, I, I, had, I, I had a, I had a I had a blast watching it. it was, I was like on the edge of my seat because, yeah, like 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 I said earlier, like I, I'm only I only caught wind of this. I didn't like uh, it wasn't like wasn't wasn't like watching the Bulls for me where I was all engrossed. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'm I'm fully engrossed in what's going on with the Bulls. Like I just kind of caught right. um, just caught it. I guess kind of like casually every now mm-hmm. and then whenever my dad would have Cardinals or yes. Cubs games on. So yeah, so it, it was good to actually get this full information and, and it yeah. reminded it reminded me of how much they talked about Roger Maris back then and how how people were not happy that Roger Maris broke Babe Ruth's record in 61 and he's like getting death threats and people telling him that you know it's a fake record and blah 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 yeah and, and then he like and, took the day off and they were and those same reporters are like well why'd you take the dev you're so close and like right, motherfucker right. what do you guys want from me and so to see like after Maguire hits number 62 and how like everything stops, you know, the, the he goes into the crowd to hug the the family, mm-hmm. like all of that kind of stuff. It was a very just sweet like, moment. Man, like it could have been the other way. Everybody could have been hating on both of these guys that whole entire time. Um and made well, they it set it up really deep... well too that like baseball is at its fair is at a very low point, especially so mm-hmm. it, the strike wasn't 
too long uh, too yeah, long before that 94, too, so. 95 yeah and and yeah especially so this was like the kick in the butt that the baseball fandom needed mm-hmm. so i think everyone was just really all in was. at that point yeah people are like oh i haven't been to a, ba- a game in 10 years and here i am i <laughs> so, drove 900 miles to be here right <laughs> and like nobody nobody had come that close in years before it was like mcguire i think he hit 58 the year before um but so many guys would get like like 30, 35 home runs at the all-star break. And they're like, Oh my God, it might be happening. Blah, 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 blah. And then they just kind of fade because that's just what baseball season does to you. But when you get mm-hmm. a little bit of, of uh, chemistry involved, it's like, you can, you can really be excited about baseball again. <laughs> baseball is scripted. And, and once in a while, the writers come out with, come up with some really good, mm-hmm. good really good storylines for the year, you know? Yes. <laughs> so to just see, to remember how incredible it was to see how happy people were when that happened, like I had forgotten about that and how like it was such a, a bridging moment for so many people of, you know, in its own way, it was very like, like the moon landing or something like that. Something like this, this great feat of accomplishment that has just happened that everybody was happy for. And um, sadly it is kind of tainted too, because of the mm-hmm. scandal that's involved with it. But you know, you know the it's moon still landing, an event. The moon, the moon landing. I mean, it's just all a huge hoax now we've learned but i know it's such a shame <laughs> to know that uh that, that uh, neil armstrong was on pcp the entire time but you know <laughs> oh, man, so folks uh you know we had a lot of recommendations this this past week uh you know go back and check out some of those albums that you may have missed from the, uh, from the uh, beginning half of this year and uh check out that documentary as well it's on it's, uh, it's on espn it's from the part of the 30 for 30 series I forget the name of the documentary of that episode uh it might be called chasing 62 but i'm not no it's called long gone summer long gone That's summer cool. very good thank Which you it's a then... beautiful way of putting it because like i as baseball has unfolded for me over the last 22 years like that summer feels incredibly distant and almost forgettable now with all of the stupid <laughs> shit that has happened. Yeah. The scandal you know? does like kind yeah. of overshadow it now. Yeah, right. It? Right. So, so it's fun to relive it obviously, but it's still like, well, it is tainted. That's the only downside. Yeah. So good. So lots of fun stuff uh, to check out. Uh, and going forward, like, we, like, like we mentioned, we're going to kind of turn the show until things start to pick up. If, eventually maybe i don't know if things start to pick up we're going to kind of turn the show into kind of like a we're going to review like really really passionate classic modern classic albums and yes. we want to get your guys's input as well so if you guys want to uh if you guys want to join in on the conversation maybe give us some recommendations we can throw in the queue you can check us out over at skinny with mike and adam at wait wait yeah the skinny with mike and adam at <laughs> gmail if you want to send us a gmail <laughs> i saved it Yes. But uh, you can also check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash skinny with Mike and Adam uh, on Twitter at the skinny pod. You can uh, talk to us over there and even on Instagram. If you want to talk to me personally over at Mike wears Prada and uh, well, this has been a meaty episode, man. So, I'm sorry. Always... Again. <laughs> no, it's fine, man. I love, I, 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 I love this, this. This is my fun for the weekend. Yeah. So good. it's cool. Good. <laughs> so no, so folks, I'll, I'll cover those those last three weeks of the 98 baseball season, you know, next week as well. So <laughs> we'll spend a whole 90 minutes on it. <laughs> My brain was forming quite, quite 
holy <laughs> nice <laughs> during that summer <laughs> so stay subscribed uh folks uh please uh send us over a review over on itunes if you can as well it's going to really help us out help us get some uh help help our show get noticed out there and uh share the show with people that you might know and people who might like this kind of music and stuff that we talk about as well so uh, that you know we we give this show out for free every week so uh, yeah, that's that, that's some that's one way you can uh, pay us back. Uh, it's just it's just a small little thing if you can if, if you can. So for my co-host Adam, I'm your co-host Mike. And as we say every week while we're in quarantine, check in. Strange days, man. Strange days. It's always so strange. <laughs>